AJ, Edelgard, and the Imperial Army prepare to visit some old friends in Dairdru, the Alliance's base of operations. Meanwhile, in another timeline, Kim and a council of dads try to figure out what to do about their most problematic problem child. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a synchronous, a video game catch-up show. My name is AJ. My name is Kim. And today we are talking about Fire Emblem Three Houses, chapter 14 for the Black Eagles, and chapter 14 and 15 for the Blue Lions. Correct. Amazing. A lot of stuff to cover today. Yeah. And a lot of supports, too. A lot of supports. Um, we we unlocked the A supports I guess, I don't know if it was for everyone. I think it was. Um, we're unlockable mm. before part two or locked before part right. two. We've now unlocked them. So <laughs> it's yes. a, a yes. deluge of of supports. Uh, before we get into it, as always, we are fully spoiling both of these chapters for both of these routes. So if you don't want spoilers for anything, don't listen to this episode. The chapters will also, will be split up with little music interludes. So like if you only want to hear the Black Eagle stuff, you can skip ahead till you hear the music interludes. Uh, I don't have a way to add chapter markers right now because uh, it's hard on Windows. So you're kind of just going to have to fend for yourself <laughs> in that in that regard. You're on uh, your own. Yep. So that being said, we're going to start off with the Blue Lions, right? We are. Uh, before we do, I have some bullshit. This one, oh, duh. I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it small because I know we have a lot to talk about today. Sure. But there is a blogger called Nabe. Um, their blog is geeknabe.com. And they compiled a bunch of really interesting statistics about tea time. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's okay. really, really cool. So I, um, I wanted to do a little pop quiz with you. Uh, yes. Oh my God. So uh, they, they basically compiled information about like, okay, who likes what teas and who likes what conversation topics and, um, you know, extrapolated some interesting observations. So for example, sure. uh, one of the potential conversation topics that you can have during tea is thanks for everything. This, I didn't even realize this, but apparently this conversation topic is almost universally loved by anyone you're having tea with, but there are two okay. students who dislike this conversation topic. Who do you think they are? Ooh, thanks for everything. Um, I'm going to say Dimitri and Hubert. Close. Hubert is correct. Damn. Oh, yeah. Do you want a second go at the other one or do you want me to tell you? Um, my second guess is to do, but I don't really have anything outside of that. Felix. Felix. Okay. Felix doesn't I want mean, your I, gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. The grumpiest boys. Heavy. Um, Heavy. Yeah. Uh, another <sighs> conversation topic is I'm counting on you. There are three students who dislike this conversation topic. Okay. Who do you think they are? I think I, I definitely have one. I'm pretty sure about a second one. I'm going to say Bernadetta, Linhart, and I can't even think of a third, but I don't know. Yeah. Go for Lin it. Linhart was right. Sure. The others are Hilda and Marianne. Hilda? Really? She's lazy. Sure. Yeah. You don't want you to oh, count man. on her? That's funny. Yeah. Uh, and finally, this I, I did not realize at all. All characters have one conversation topic that is unique to them. Isn't that interesting? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I'm going to read you one of these unique conversation topics. I have a few of these and <laughs> okay, I want you okay, to guess okay. who the student is. I love is. this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, first one, I think this one's fairly easy. The thrill of sweets. The thrill of sweets? sweets. That's Lysithia. It's got to be. Nailed it. Obviously. This one is so good. Methods for growing taller. Uh, is it Edelgard? No. Okay. Who is it's it? It's Caspar. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> it's very good. Oh, our short king, poor little short king. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, food for life. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Food for life. Food for life. I mean, Raphael. I included this one as a trick question. You would think it was yeah, Raphael, but Damn. it is not. Uh, Raphael's is something about like building muscle tone. Uh, food sure. for life is Ingrid. Ingrid's a foodie. Okay. Yeah. I actually. What, the, what does food for life mean? I don't know. I don't know what that <laughs> means, to be honest. Mm. Dreaming of lazy days. Oh, God. Um, this could be so many of them. All right. So, so Linhart's not lazy. Linhart likes to sleep. It's not Linhart. Hilda, we've already established, is lazy. She's on the table. <laughs> she's on the table. One more time. Lazy what? Dreaming of lazy days. Dreaming of lazy days. You know what? I think this is Edelgard. I think she's dreaming of lazy days because she doesn't want to do all this fucking work all the time. AJ, you nailed it. This yes! one. Yes. This one blew me. It, like all of them made sense. Like every single yeah. one of them I read, I was like, yeah, <sighs> like Deduz is Dimitri. Felix's is sword techniques. Like they all make <laughs> a ton of Dimitri. sense. Yeah, just Dimitri. Um, <laughs> oh my Sedex is Flane. But dreaming of lazy days, I never, ever would have pegged as Edelgard, but it is. Yeah. I mean, that's what is, uh, I've been doing a lot of Edelgard tea time uh, over this last week. I almost just popped a Hershey kiss in my mouth. Like I wasn't recording a podcast. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, just her supports and, and scenes generally she's, she's talking about, she's like, I wish I didn't. And even the one she had with, with Dorothea, which I think I talked about mm -hmm. last week, which is like, I don't have time for relationships, but it doesn't mean I'm not necessarily interested in it. I just have other stuff to do. So that's, you know, she, she, she doesn't, she doesn't want to have this noble duty, but she has to, <laughs> she has to have it. Sorry. Every day I grow more convinced <laughs> of Edelgard's girl bossness. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. I just yeah, don't yeah, have yeah, time. Yeah. I just don't have time. <laughs> to, to be lazy busy running a small business yeah. good for her so yeah that's that's my bullshit for the day um Amazing. i will i'll this send you the link to this um yeah this seems like a so we can bond. put it in the the show notes because there's so much yes. more that's really interesting in here that like didn't lend itself well creating trivia questions for you but it was um right. it's really cool thank you nabe wherever you are for creating this yes thank you nabe The Blue Lions. Yeah. So uh, Blue Lions, chapter 14 is titled The Delusional Prince. Woof. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Woof. Um, we have uh, taken back Garrick Mock. This is now the base of operations for the little <laughs> uh, alliance between the kingdom and the Knights of Saros. Because we, we took this back, word has spread and people have started coming back to the monastery including the, you know, my recruits, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know, there are like monks here now and knights and whatever. Um, and, uh, Sedith and Flane have come back. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. So you know how there was a five year time skip and everyone looks different now? <laughs> yeah. Not these two. Neither of them. Neither of them. They look exactly the same. Interesting. <sighs> I know it's kind of a bummer, but also it feels telling. Um, about yeah. what? I still don't it's, know. 
but yeah, say it's definitely something. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we have two objectives. One is to overthrow the empire and the other is to rescue Rhea. I care about one of those much more than the other. And I think you can all, you all can probably guess which or which. So Sedith is basically serving as my assistant now that I'm, you know, the interim archbishop. Um, and let me tell you, there's going to be right. some changes around here. Uh, has there, sorry, I don't mean to, mm -hmm. to interrupt you so soon into the chapter, but has there been any like talk about that or, or is it just kind of like a thing that you remember from right that Raya there's, said, or, or there's, are people like treating you like the archbishop? If I recall correctly, I didn't take super detailed notes here, but I think it's like, sure. Sadith is like, you know, okay, you're like the leader of the archbishop now, you know, until we find Raya. So I, you know, whatever sure. you need. Um, okay. so yeah, it's like, okay. it's, it's recognized and people like make comments about it sort of throughout. Mm. Um, and Garrick Mach is serving as our stronghold. Um, <laughs> we have like a meeting, we have these, like, I'm sure you have the same like little war meetings mm -hmm. with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, me and Gilbert and, uh, the kids. <laughs> and so we were like, all right, well, you know, we'll set up shop here. And Gilbert's like, Hey, you know, Dimitri is the King technically. Do you, you know, how's that sound to you? And he's just like, whatever. <laughs> and all my other students are like, understandably, like, this is important. Like, <laughs> we know this doesn't matter to you, but it is important that we like work together and, you know, make this place like a suitable base of operations. You know, the the other students are talking about like, we want to like clean it up because it's been, you know, in disrepair for five years. And he's like, oh, that's so, so trivial. <laughs> um, and Fuck Gilbert's like, no, like that'll be good for morale. <sighs> So it, like there's a little bit of a tussle and I think he kind of storms off. Um, Dimitri does. And everybody's kind of like, what? what is, what's wrong with him? <clears throat> Felix observes that he's like a completely different person. Um, and Gilbert says it's as though he's being haunted, which is very exciting. Geesh. Exorcism time. We are at Catholic. <laughs> we are at Catholic war school. <laughs> if I don't get an exorcism, I'm going to be very disappointed. Fucking jeez. Yeah. So we launch into the monastery phase. <laughs> there is new music for the monastery phase now. And it yeah, yeah, yeah. rips. I don't know if ours is the same. It has almost like like a tinkling like bell sounds. I like that's what makes me think it might not be the same because mine is almost churchy, but it's it's really pretty. Yeah, mine's not really pretty. Mine kind of has like a like a bass drum slash timpani backbeat. Oh. Um, not not like intense, but it's kind of like war marchy esque. Interesting. Um, huh. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like they are different. Yeah. Um, it's got a lady singing as well. Sorry. Oh, um, so <laughs> this month in the monastery, Dimitri uh, is just in the cathedral, sort of like staring at the, the whole cathedral, probably in yours, too, is like in ruins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's like a lot of rubble. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dimitri just like stands near that pile of rubble and refuses to speak oh to anyone. God. Um, and this month, Felix is also in the cathedral. Jeez. I think it's the first time I've ever seen him in here. And he's like, you need to do something about this guy. We tracked him for five years. We thought he was dead. And in this state, he might as well be. He's gotten better at killing and surrendered what little humanity he had. Um, sure. Oh, Felix, you do. Gotta care. get that little dig in there, Felix. Oh, of yeah. course. Also interesting, I'm sure you got this too, uh, now instead of uh, quote unquote faculty training where 
the faculty of the school can train you. Your students train you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. They call it advanced drills. Advanced drills. Yeah, so I guess it's just yeah. like you're training together. But I thought that was so cool. It's like, oh, they're so like grown up now. Um, <laughs> they're so powerful. I'm proud of them. It should be noted, though, that like I can't do anything with Dimitri. I can't uh, have a meal <laughs> with him. I can't like invite him to tea. I can't give him a gift. Like I, I can't do anything. He won't train me. He won't do anything. He is like, yeah, he's off the table. I can't increase my support level with him on the battlefield. Cannot increase support with him right now. What? Mm-hmm. Yo. Yeah. He's like completely closed geez. off. I think it's really cool that like they, they committed yeah, I, to like that, this change in his character, at least at this time. Yeah. Um, mechanically as well. But right. he, he does his own kind of like, wow. I also can't change his class. He's He's got his own like class path that he's taking right now which I imagine might be the same for Edelgard. I don't know. Edelgard, yeah, she has a unique class, but there's no, like, progression from it, I don't think. I think she just is um, an armored lord is her class right now. Yeah, he actually might have been the same. I don't recall exactly what it was called, but I know, you know, just having started the beginning of Chapter 16, since it sort of (laughs) kind of forces you to. Yeah. he, He, like, progressed and leveled up and got, like, a new fit and a new class. And it's just like, this is what Dimitri is now. Whoa. You don't have a say in it. Um, wow. I mean, he's, he's wrecking shop on like, yeah. he is so powerful now. Yeah. He always was, but like, it's unbelievable. So I'm not, I'm not upset about it at all, but <laughs> I just think it's really cool that it's like, he is lone wolfing it right now. Yeah. So yeah, I'm uh, back in the monastery. A lot of things have not changed. I go to the greenhouse and harvest the same plants that I planted five years ago. <laughs> Yeah, me too. I also so did that. Funny. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like they just sort of like everything's been, in, you know, uh, yeah, suspended. Yeah. So you know, uh, there's not too much else that that's going on, um, but just a few interesting conversations. Ash is the only student to bring up to do. The only one to point out that we are Jeez. missing someone. <laughs> that someone oh has god. died. And, you know, he says, did you really gone? There's so much more I wanted to say to him. Like he, you know, he has memories, shares memories of him, like in the garden, tending the plants and like he's Ash is the best best kid. I love him so (laughs) much. Yeah. Best boy. Also, when I speak to to Gilbert, he says, um, you know, because Dimitri like slaughtered all those imperial soldiers before you got here, the Empire knows we're here. So we're like on borrowed time. Basically, we know that. Um, it's only a matter of time before they're they're going to come at us. Sure. And last thing that happens in the monastery phase that I thought was interesting, um, I had tea with Gilbert for his birthday. Cool. And his idea of casual conversation is, no judge, not even the goddess herself, will bring me to justice, though I deserve it. Gilbert, <laughs> chill, dude. <laughs> I have, uh, when we talk about we do our like war child check-in. Mm-hmm. I have a whole section that's going to be devoted to to Gilbert and Annette. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm Gilbert. excited. Gilbert is the fucking worst. I can't stand this man. Um, awful. We'll get into it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's sort of how the, the month passes. Nothing all that noteworthy. We get to the end of the month. Um, I'm chatting with Dimitri in the church, and I find him... Uh, arguing with the voices in his head. Oh, gosh. And, uh, you know, I'm there for, (laughs) like, listening for a bit, and it becomes clear that he's talking to Glenn, (sighs) telling him he no longer has any love for for Edelgard, and, you know, he's he's gonna 
bring her head soon and Glenn and his his parents can finally rest in peace. Um, worth noting, and this continues to be true uh, throughout these chapters, Dimitri never says Edelgard's name. He always refers to her as that woman or my stepsister or something Oof, like that. Oof, a doofa. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, Byla's like, hey, what yeah. you doing? <laughs> um, so he, he wants to move out immediately and attack the Empire. And Byla's like, mm, we should probably prepare first, <laughs> which he does not like. And then fucking Gilbert walks in and he's like, hey, we got a counterattack right now. Um, really just immediately undermining my authority as acting archbishop <laughs> and general of the resistance. Right. He says the Imperial Army knows that we're here. So, you know, we got to get out there. Uh, and Dimitri gets excited to kill. Um, so then we get this cut scene outside the monastery of Randolph, uh, who is sort of strategizing about attacking the monastery. Sure. Um, he he knows that the Knights of Saros have returned and that's going to make this a more difficult fight than it would have been. He's talking to, what is her name? Fleish? Yes. Yeah. She's there? She's there. What the fuck? Uh, she's like, oh, I, you know, I heard a rumor there's a vicious murderer among our enemies. Uh, and Randolph <laughs> is like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But either way, you know, this is going to be dangerous. You're not ready for the front line. So you're going to have to support us from the back. She's like a literally like 11. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I oh like it's so weird to me that I get this scene. You know, it's like a like tender moment between these two where she's like, no, like I want to help. And he's like, don't mm -hmm. worry, I'll come back. I promise. Woof. And I don't know why I'm supposed to care. I don't know these characters. All yeah. they've done is attack me. So I'm like, pfft. I don't, whatever. Interesting. So yeah, then we go into the battle. Interesting. And I was, I was very nervous. I was like, are there going to be any like black eagles that I know in this group? And there are not. It's just Randolph is the only like named character. Sure. So, you know, the battle happens. Poor Randolph um, tries to attack Sylvain and uh, <laughs> Sylvain got a crit on his counterattack and just Ouch. took him out in one. Ouch. So uh, after that, we we capture Randolph, uh, cut scene oh. after the fight. Yeah. You see him, he's begging for his life. He's like, please, I have a family. Like, I can't die here. Um, and he calls Dimitri a monster. <laughs> and Dimitri's Jeez. like, you're a monster too. You're a general. You've killed countless people. And Randolph says, well, I did that for the empire. I did it for my people and my family. And Dimitri says, yeah, and I kill for the salvation of the dead. Okay. Um, what? But, you know, like at the end of the day, we're both murderers. <laughs> what is the, I kill for the salvation of the dead? So what becomes clear in these chapters is yeah. Dimitri, he's, you know, literally being haunted by like sure. hallucinations of his loved ones who have died um, and thinks that he needs to avenge them in order for them to be at peace. Jeez Louise. <sighs> yeah. Um, it's a lot, Just bud. like the, the worst case of survivor's guilt. Mm -hmm. So so that's that's sort of what's driving this push for revenge. So, but but he he also feels like he is like irredeemable. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't think that like this is that noble of a cause, I don't think. Mm -hmm. He just, it, there's a... I can't tell if it's like, he's like, if they, if I do this, then maybe I will stop, you know, like having these delusions, like if it's mm -hmm. that kind of thing or what, but, um, it, it kind of sounds like it's, he feels like he's already lost, like they've already lost mm -hmm. and there's nothing that he can do to like turn it around. So he's just kind of like going to keep killing until he's killed. And then that's it. Pretty much. Yeah. Woof. So 
So he's just like, listen, we're, you know, we're both murderers. We're both irredeemable. He says, I won't kill you right away. But if you object to watching your friends die one by one, I can remove your eyes for you. God damn, dude. (laughs) And at that point, Bylas steps in and just just kills Randolph, just puts him out of his misery, which is such an. Yeah, it was a really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's supposed to be the thing that is the merciful thing to do. I don't know. Um, what? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's rough. Oh my um, god. Yeah. So Dimitri's upset fuck? about that. He's like, "Hey, what the fuck? I was going to do some, you know, physical and psychological torture here." And it's just like, "I miss the Dimitri I once knew." Uh, <laughs> the fucking dead body on the ground. It's like, "You've changed, and- man." <laughs> You're not killing anymore, <laughs> you know, in a practical and utilitarian way. Um, yeah, what yeah, the fuck? Sucks. Yeah. Dimitri's like, uh, you know, the old Dimitri's dead. <laughs> Sorry, the old Dimitri can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> Why? Very topical for the moment. <laughs> At time of recording, Red Taylor's version just came out like two days ago. Can you, I just, can you imagine... <laughs> You've broken up with someone. It's been 10, it's been more than 10 years. You dated them for like a few months. It was fine, whatever. You broke up. 10 years later, everybody fucking hates you because your ex released a song. (laughs) A 10 minute long song. A version of a song that they released 10 years ago, I guess. Uh, Like, what power (laughs) to ruin his entire fucking day probably longer. I I have nothing but respect. Anyway, um where was I? Uh, uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Dimitri says, "If you don't approve of what I've become, then kill me. If you insist you can't, then I'll continue to use you and your friends until the flesh falls from your bones." Wow. First of all, rude. I, like, is he, I wasn't quite sure what he's implying here, but I guess it's like, I'm just using you guys to help me get my revenge. Like, yeah. Y'all are your tools yeah. or whatever. Jeez. Yeah. Geez. God. Yeah. You're having a so rough time over there. Like my I'm chapter seems like I'm time. in comparison. My chapter's like, I went to a fucking park and like sunbathed for a whole day. Like that's, <laughs> that's. That's the comparison here. Like, I'm not dealing with anything anywhere near as dark as this. It's really, it's really fucking dark. Um, yeah, holy shit. Yep. So that's uh, that's sort of the end of the battle. We have an awkward team meeting <laughs> afterward uh, where we say, all right, we've, you know, we fended off this attack, but we are probably going to face more. And at the same time, like, we are not going to make any progress in this war if all we're doing is offend, is defending the monastery. Right. So Annette suggests that we contact Rodrigue for backup. We're calling Rodrigue, Felix's mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. Also father of Glenn. Um, and an old, like, friend of Dimitri's. They had sort sure. of, like, you know, uh, an adoptive father-son relationship. Sure, sure, um, sure. So Gilbert's like, I mean, Rodrigue's kind of dealing with his own problems. He's fending off his own invasions. Uh, the uh, the dukedom of Fargus, led by Cornelia, is is putting a lot of pressure on them. But, you know, maybe we can have them join us. This is the part of the game where I texted you, AJ, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, I, I don't know. It was just such a delight to be like, oh, Rodrigue's back in play now. And yeah, that we're getting the gang be back like, together. Yeah, like, oh, we're going to get to see like more of the Felix-Rodrigue relationship mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. Dimitri-Rodrigue relationship. And it was just like, oh, what a beautiful, there's such a fun tapestry for me to 
cozy up in here. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, Felix is like, I wonder what my old man will say when he sees you addressing Dimitri, when he sees you now. That alone would be worth the trip. <laughs> to which Dimitri just goes, humph. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, jeez. So, so we we basically, there is a, what's the word, a, a difference of opinion now among everyone about what our next move should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gilbert asks Dimitri, should we go to the kingdom capital or should we go to the imperial capital? Dimitri wants to just go to the imperial capital and try and take down Edelgard. Mm-hmm. And Danette, Ingrid, and Sylvain are all like, no, we like... The kingdom needs you right now. It needs us sure. right now. Like we should go help them. Ash is the one to point out that like, well, defeating the empire would end the war, which would also help the people. And Mercedes <laughs> says, we still need to look for Rhea. So Ugh. I'm voting. We go to Enbar. Ugh. Mercy, this is why we can't get married. <laughs> this is why I can't marry you. Because the, like, come on. Come on. Raya, really? All right, whatever. Um, I'm over it. It's fine. Sure. So then I get to decide. <laughs> I'm given the the option. I don't actually know um, what would happen here if I, I didn't look it up, what would happen here if I chose differently, but I mm. chose to go to Ferdiad. Oh, so you like actually got the choice. Yeah, I got the choice. Oh. I, I have to imagine it might not be a real choice. It might be a thing where it's like, if I had said, let's go to the Empire, I wonder if Gilbert would have been like, I don't think we can take the Empire without backup. So let's go to, to Ferdiad, mm. you know, like, mm. but okay. yeah, that's that's what I chose. And Dimitri <laughs> is like, you were entrusted with leading the church. One would think the logical step would be to march to Enbar. Um, <laughs> joke's on you, idiot. I don't give a crap about the church. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you know, if Ray is a prisoner in the Empire, we don't have time to waste in Ferdiad. Once again, right. I don't give a crap about Raya. So, um, <laughs> like, nice Good try. Uh, but Gilbert says, you know, we, we're going to need backup to, to go to the Empire anyway. Like, we don't have the forces to take them on at this point. Okay, okay. And I'm like, yeah, I made the right decision. Um, (laughs) And so that that leads us into chapter 15, Valley of Torment. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So the the opening cut scene of this chapter, uh, we find out Rodrigue has sent us a response. Uh, He wants to send us reinforcements, but he can't afford to leave the front lines. Um, I think we get like a, you know, voiceover of him like reading a letter. So he asks us to meet him halfway in ALL. Mm also known as the Valley of Torment. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Love to meet my um, friends in the Valley of Torment. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. It's uh, on the border between kingdom and alliance territory. Uh, and Gilbert just goes, humans dare not approach that place, which I will later find out is because um, it's like a very hot, harsh, inhospitable Got environment. It. Got it. Um, the like battle map that, this takes place on at the end of the chapter. Sure. It's the same map as in Ingrid and and Dorothy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. So, so lava it's just like lava stuff. everywhere. Big. Yeah. 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 So the the idea behind picking this place uh to meet is that the enemy will probably never find out that we're there because nobody would go through there. And so once we the idea is once we get these reinforcements, we will start launching an offensive on the Empire. Right before this cutscene ends, we just see a soldier say, ALL, the Valley of Torment. 
At first, I was like, what the fuck was that? And then I realized, oh, this guy's a spy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Spoiler alert. I was right. Yeesh. So before we get to the battle, a little bit of uh, monastery stuff. Felix is stealing himself to see his father again. He says, I can't stand that old man. And Pilot is like, you really hate him, huh? <laughs> to which he says, yep. Um <laughs> Gilbert is uh, very curious about what Rodrigue is going to think when he sees Dimitri again, because he spent five years worrying about him. Sure. Um, <laughs> let's see. We we find out that it sounds like we're starting to get low on like provisions. Uh, Raphael mm. complains that he's not allowed to have seconds anymore no. at meals. Uh, and a soldier mentions that the reinforcements that we're getting might be a strain on our resources. Um, so I'm interested to see if that's going to come into play at some point mm -hmm. this month. Uh, when I try to talk to Dimitri, he just says, go away. <laughs> okay. Nice to see you too. Great. Uh, Great. Good. And uh, the only other thing that was interesting, I had tea with Sedith and he said, these hair and eye colors are rarely seen in Fodlin. Yeah. I, I, had, mm. I had tea with him one week too. He said that. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Interesting. Anyway. You know who else brought up their hair color? Lysithia. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah because it's because it's weird you know like ugh. it is weird I don't know. <laughs> yeah i'm sure we'll figure out what that meant at some point yeah i i wonder i wonder if i will i don't know like not being not having them in the house at all i, I don't know if i'll even learn that bit i yeah so i got i mean we can talk about it at the time of but i got yeah, some yeah, yeah. interesting information in uh the a support was set at this month okay. and i uh We'll get there, but we yeah. can talk about whether that's something you want to know about or not. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Hmm. All right. Fair enough. So anyway, we're uh, <laughs> we're at the battle. It's called Ambush at ALL. Sure. So uh, before the battle starts, everybody's just talking about how hot it is, essentially. <laughs> and I think it's Gilbert who says, they say ALL was born out of the goddess's rage. Evidence of her judgment passed on humanity for its corruption, you know, and supposedly there's a legend that like she sent down a pillar of light that burned the forest that used to be here. Okay. And I just thought it was interesting. He says that legend fueled belief in a place of torment between our world and the next where one's sins are purified in the cleansing flames. Cool. I just, I thought that that was interesting because it reflects yeah. a lot of the uh, rhetoric used by the like spooky guys, uh, <laughs> Tullus. And mm. yeah, so I just, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I wonder if that's like yeah. hinting that there, there's some sort of like religious extremists or something um, mm. in any event. Uh, <laughs> Dimitri is like, oh, that's stupid. Sins are not so easily washed away. And Gilbert agrees. Sure. Like, God, the oh two God. of you. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> BFFs. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we Mercy sees some people on the horizon, uh, and it turns out to be an ambush by House Row, which is a former kingdom house that basically sold out to the Empire. Okay. This is when we realized there was a spy. Uh, <gasps> and they're led by the Grey Lion, Lord Gwendol. He is uh, like an older knight who serves the house, serves house row. And Gilbert's like, yeah, there's no negotiating with this guy. We're going to have to fight him. Um, <laughs> sure. And so we do. Uh, midway through the fight, uh, Rodrigue arrives. Once again, Sylvain gets the kill shot. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. And Gwendol's like 
death dialogue is, so I have found a place to die. Young ones, thank you. Okay. <laughs> so uh, after Gwendol says that extremely strange thing, right. <laughs> uh, Gilbert, Gilbert explains uh, he was actually a good man. He was just following orders. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, I've heard that one before. But yeah. yeah, the whole point here is supposed to be like Gwendol is like a very old school knight who, you know, if he is given an order by his lord or whatever, he's going right. to follow it to a T. Um, but clearly he always wanted to be loyal to the kingdom. It's like, yeah, whatever. All right. Sure. Um, I could tell. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> after the battle, we circle up with Rodrigue on the battlefield um, and he and Dimitri have an awkward reunion. And he explains that when Cornelia seized power, she immediately brought in Imperial troops to Ferdiad, started hunting Rodrigue. So he's been on the defensive this entire time, not making sure. any progress. He says Ferdiad is in a terrible state. I guess Cornelia's rule has been very tyrannical. And so people are rebelling, uh, which is, there's a lot of conflict. There are, he says, refugees starve to death in the streets. Um, Oof, okay. And so he asks us to change course for Ferdiad before we go to Enbar. And Dimitri is like, nope, not doing it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and Rodrigue, you know, tries to push back and he says, I understand the, the way that you feel. Like we all share your hatred for, for the empire and for the emperor. Yeah. But which is more important, the dead or the living? Fucking tell him, Rodrigue. Uh, and Dimitri is like, silence. Uh, <laughs> and Rodrigue's like, no, Dimitri, you're going to hear me out. Like, I'm just going to say what I want to say. Um, yeah. Which like, hell yeah. Somebody needs to uh, <laughs> to like fucking tell this kid what's up. Yeah. And Dimitri's like, are, are you asking me, asking the dead to forgive that woman? And Rodrigue says, no, I'm just asking you to prioritize Ferdiad for now. And I am confident that your dad would have wanted you to do the same thing. Um, Does not go over well. Mm -hmm. Dimitri says, don't put words in the mouths of the dead. And then proceeds to put words in the mouths of the dead. (laughs) (laughs) Saying, uh, it's like, uh, you know, until I kill her, father will remain a slave to his lingering regret and hatred. Even now he suffers. And as we waste time, he is like suffering. Yeah. <laughs> so Rodrigue's like, all right, fine. Like you're the king. It's your call. <laughs> Just some advice, though. Uh, keep in mind, a lot of people who seek revenge end up losing the composure to follow through. Yig. I I really, I actually kind of really like Rodrigue. <laughs> um, he he really tells it like it is, and I appreciate that. Sure. Um, so uh, before the scene ends, Rodrigue's like, oh, you know, before I forget, Dimitri, here's your father's hero's relic. It's a cool spear called a red bar. Sure. And Dimitri showing like the first inkling of kindness I have seen since mm-hmm. the time skip. He says, I'm grateful, my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A glimmer of hope. Um, (laughs) finally, Rodrigue asks if he can fight by our side. He's, uh, put his brother in charge of Fraldarius territory, Mm -hmm. uh, because he has to keep a promise that he swore to Lambert 10 years ago. He doesn't say what the promise is. Who is Lambert? Uh, Dimitri's father. Ah, okay. So, uh, the last scene of this chapter, we're like back at our war room at the monastery trying to figure out, okay, you know, Dimitri is (laughs) commanding that we go to Enbar directly. 
So, you know, what is our strategy? So the kingdom and the empire are separated by the Agma Mountains, which are apparently uh, very difficult to navigate over. So we're going to have to go around either to the east or the west. This is another thing where the choice is is posed to me. Mm. Um, And this one I actually looked up. It's a false choice. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no matter what you say, the the route that you will end up going is the east. That is actually what I chose. Um, And Rodrigue agrees. Uh, There's because to the east is uh, the alliance. And we know that the alliance is sort of divided right now. There are some a pro-imperialist side that's led by House Gloucester, Lawrence's house. And uh, the anti-imperial side is led by Claude. And so, you know, we can kind of take advantage of that conflict. Whereas if we go to the west, uh, we know that's just like Western kingdom territory, which is all pro-imperialist. So, you know, there's like guaranteed enemies on both fronts there. Yeah. So, uh, so we think that if we go to the East and request their cooperation uh, from, from House Regan, Claude's house, uh, they might be willing to help us. The idea is we're going to take this particular bridge, uh, the Great Bridge of Murden. That's the bridge that I took last week. <laughs> yeah, I figured. It's a good bridge. I'm very worried about who we're going to find there. Um, so <laughs> the idea is we're going to take that bridge. Um, and if we if we manage to uh, secure it, um, that would be very helpful to uh, Claude and his cause because mm-hmm. it would cut off House Gloucester from imperial support. Um, so they think, you know, it's it's very likely that Claude would want to help us um, sort of by engaging the like alliance uh, side of what is likely to be the conflict at the end of this chapter mm-hmm. um, while we take on the the empire side. Uh, and Gilbert says, there's no way a man as wise as Claude would refuse our request. I just love hearing that Claude is thriving. I just love hearing <laughs> that Claude has, has really, he's built up a lot of respect, <laughs> clearly. Uh, uh-huh. People think very highly of him and you love to see it. Ash, Mercy, and Annette are all like, does this mean we're going to have to fight our friends from the Alliance? And Mm. uh, Lauren's name is mentioned uh, specifically. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Dimitri says, (laughs) Ringo. Um, (laughs) uh, Dimitri says, if you do not wish to kill familiar faces, do not tarry over the corpses of the dead. Which I, I think the implication <laughs> is if if it upsets you to kill people who are familiar to you, uh, just kill them and be done with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oy vey. Uh, and the reason why I, I bring up this thing that he said is because Felix goes, hmm, good advice. And I have no idea whether he's being sarcastic or not. Mm. Couldn't get a read on it. It's extremely yeah. strange. <laughs> In any event, that's the end. Um, you know, like I like I said to AJ before we started recording, it's um, it feels like these chapters in Blue Lions are really setting things up. Yeah. Um, they're they're not particularly consequential, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think the pace is is deliberately slow because we have so many chapters to get to the end. Sure, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, there's the what what was really of interest is the relationship building. So I'll have a lot to talk about when we do our war child check in. Sure. <laughs> okay, 
Oof. All right. Black Damn. Eagle's time. Black Eagle's time. Chapter 14. The Master Tactician. Ooh. This chapter starts off like most chapters do with our check-in with our house lead. You know, see what's going on. And uh, Edelgard's like, hey, what do you think of Claude? Uh, and I have a couple options. It's He's a schemer, he's a jokester, or he would be a good king. I chose he's a jokester because he is. I probably should have chosen he's a, he would be a good king because that probably would have gotten my support to go up with her just because she likes... I don't know. You know, she likes to talk about royalty and stuff. I don't know. Um, but but she's, you know, yeah, he plays the fool, but he's actually like, you know, is is runs the alliance pretty well. Uh, everyone calls him the master tactician. That's his nickname. Uh, like, OK, well, that was a quick we didn't bury the lead at all there. Just yeah. start off right with it and basically explains kind of the same situation that you're describing, where it's the alliance is kind of tenuous and they're kind of trying to play the middle. And there are people that support and people that don't support. Um, but it doesn't sound to me like in, in your version, it sounds like there are like some uprises, hap- uprisings happening. That's the sense that I get. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, I think it's just there are it's it's more like political tension and less like battles happening. It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. um, because in, in my version, uh, House Gloucester and House Ordelia are like, I think I said this last week, Hubert says they're predisposed to help the Empire, but House Regan is kind of keeping them, you know, I under see. under their thing. So so Claude's got 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 a pretty good handle, I think, on on the whole alliance thing. He's doing great. He is thriving in my version as well. So thank goodness for that. We, I just oh, you love to see it. <laughs> Uh, and then Hubert shows up and explains that basically we're going to have to go to the uh, port town of Derderu, which is kind of the stronghold of the of the alliance called the Aquatic Capital. Ooh. Yeah. So, you know, they explain like, oh, it's going to be tricky because it's like in the ocean. So, you know, whatever. It's like, OK, I don't really get what that means, but that's fine. Um, uh, I will find out later. <laughs> <laughs> oh god why that's an issue but it's fine does she explain what the purpose is of going there are they trying to recruit yes yeah, sorry they're trying to kill yeah Claude? no i guess yeah, yeah yeah so so sorry I, I guess i kind of skirted by that point their their goal is to secure the empire within alliance territory so they don't really have a goal of like defeating or, or you know killing or or you know capturing claude or whatever it's just like we need to take Deirdre because it's it's the capital and if we do that then we're kind of positioned to either have have the people who want to support us support us or hold Got their it. supplies captive <laughs> and make them support us. Um, so so uh, Claude being there is kind of just uh, incidental. It's it's not really like we have to kill Claude so that okay. we can take over. The, it's just like we need the capital because that's strategically good. So, yes, that is our goal. Uh, and then we go into monastery time. Uh, similar to Kim, like the, the cathedral is like you know, destroyed. There's just a big pile of rubble in the front. And one of the, one of the quests I got this, this chapter was from Hubert and he was like, Oh, can you go find me something? And it's just sitting, it's, he wants like an old piece of something and it's just sitting in the pile of rubble in in the cathedral. (laughs) There's like the blue, you know, the blue glowing like item, there's an item here. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's that it's very funny. So not anything really super interesting in monastery time. Dorothea is like, she, she's kind of been like this in the last battle too, but she's just talks about how like she's glad when the empire wins and like, but it's not really that she's glad the empire wins. She's glad that her friends aren't hurt. Wow. Um, and she, you know, she's like, you know, I, I'm glad that we win and everybody's good. And I'm like relieved that everybody is safe, but like, it's hard to watch people die in general. And it's also hard to watch people that I knew, you know, like that I grew up with or whatever. Yeah. She says, perhaps it would have been better if I just stayed with the opera. Mm. And so, and she kind of keeps that up. Like even when you select her in battle, she's, Oh, I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's, Oh, I I know what it is since I recruited her. 
She just oh. goes, more fighting. More fighting. Every single time. Yeah. She's so uninterested in, in the in the battling stuff. And like she is. Even in the even in like the, the class check-ins, like pre and post battle, she's like, Oh, I can't believe we're fighting. It's like, Dorothy, just leave. <laughs> just Go yeah, do like nobody's else. holding you hostage. You yeah. don't have to be in war. Like you can just go. I mean, I guess that's kind of her whole thing too, is that she can't really, she doesn't really have much to go back to. So fair enough. Yeah. Um, sad. That's sad. Petra talks about how she's still learning the language. Bernadetta forgets who Claude is. <laughs> <laughs> she says she's like Claude, Claude. Which one was he? Oh, right. Of course, I remember. I just can't picture his face. Like, That's oh so God. funny. Like, really how is Claude forgettable? I can understand <laughs> forgetting like, like Lawrence, but like Claude. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Very funny. Uh. Linhart doesn't like blood. Ferdinand. Uh. <laughs> Ferdinand actually is. It's kind of a meta conversation. He's like, you know, I. I wonder. Do you ever think about like what could have been if stuff went differently? Like if you made a different choice. Like, do you ever wonder about that stuff? Ugh. It's like, okay, yeah, I guess so. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Hubert basically says since we we took the uh, the Great Bridge of Murden, that House Gloucester is pretty much like ours now, like they are going to serve mm. the Empire and that we should head to Deridu before Claude has the chance to adjust his strategy. Oh, my God. Caspar. Caspar. <laughs> he says he basically is like, oh, I hear they're calling Claude the master tactician. I want a nickname. Maybe I'll get one <laughs> if I do well in this battle. It's my my man. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's really funny oh what a weird little kid he is yes he says i'll come up with a plan that'll beat his and earn me a nickname for sure it's like oh my god buddy and he's sitting you find him in the classroom and he's got his hands on his hips and he's looking at the chalkboard he's like hmm <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> it's so funny the way they it's have him so like, positioned. yeah and then edelgard says something so it just feels it feels so weird. She says, I wish it, I'm just going to read the, the whole bit. I wish we could settle all of this before the fighting begins, don't you? I wish it dearly, but few others feel that way. They fight in a bloody battle, take countless lives and then finally come to understand defeat. They refuse to admit when they've been beaten and they keep it up until they've been other, utterly defeated. Of course, I understand sacrifice is inevitable, but if they're going to surrender after being defeated anyway, why raise a weapon in the first place? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. It just it just feels so like. Like she's got blinders on. It's like, obviously we're yeah. right. So why would they even think to obviously like, I'm going to win? Yeah. Yeah. That's oh god. my God. Like I appreciate the confidence, but Jesus, she's Jesus. really, she's manifesting. Constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like that, it's that girl boss energy. Yeah. Girl boss energy. She's a, she, it's the secret. Oh my God. And so that's, that's pretty much it. Oh, and then Lysithia, I guess this, I kind of buried this lead. Lysithia came from the Golden Deer, obviously. Um, right. Yeah. And she's like, you know, obviously we needed to do like, we need to do what we're going to do. But I like, I'm having a hard time thinking about like fighting Claude. And yeah. I can either say we must not let our guard down or we can definitely win. But I said we must not let our guard down, obviously. She says, we can't. You're right. Claude has such unusual strategies for toying with his enemies. Even with you here, this battle will be very challenging. Uh, so I don't know. I just thought that was interesting uh, because she's from the house, you know, and the death knight. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> I could talk to them. They go, what is it? <laughs> and I can say I can say nothing or I just want to chat a bit. And if I say I just want to have if I just want to chat a bit, they say I have no words. I have blades. And if you wish to cross them, I'll be more than happy. Although you may not be. I was told not to, however, so I'll hold off until the war ends. <laughs> it's so funny. 
Oh, and there is one soldier. There, there's uh, the soldiers in this chapter say some pretty interesting stuff, but I'll highlight one of them mm. uh, in the training grounds. There is a, an Imperial soldier who says, to tell you the truth, I used to be a knight of Saros, but at some point I just couldn't follow the archbishop anymore. I ran away in secret and decided to join the Imperial Army. Ever since that day you disappeared, the Archbishop has been completely different. She started laughing as if she was possessed and spouting complete gibberish. Uh, so that's the state of my Lady Rhea. <laughs> Holy shit. Remind yeah. me, she is alive and in She is alive Ferdiad, with, right? Yeah, in Ferdiad, right, exactly. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's pretty that's frightening. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty frightening oh, if I'm being shit. honest. Um, and then finally there's, there's one just like citizen in the dining hall. There's like, there's now like a line at the dining hall thing, which I don't think there ever was before in the last two monastery chapters. There's like a line of people just like waiting to get food. It's very funny. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but the, the citizen is just like, it's just like, Hey, make sure you're eating. There's no, <laughs> a, a hungry soldiers, not a, not a good soldier. It's like, okay, thanks. And that's the whole conversation. It's like, oh. thanks random <laughs> farmer. <laughs> right. Yes. Thank you. Citizen in dining hall. Uh, wow. Wild. Um, and so that's pretty much it. Uh, I go and I do some battles. I do some training. I am trying to get everybody good at riding horses because all the master classes are on yeah. horseback. <laughs> yeah, there are so many horse horse classes. <sighs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so, working on that, too. Yeah. Uh, and so then we go ahead to battle battle day. Uh, and the the Sunday before battle day, I get a a, a cutscene with Edelgard. It's just like, okay, are you, we're we're about ready to head out. Are you ready to go? Uh, I said, yep, absolutely. She tells me that he has a bow relic called Fail Not. Sure, got to be looking out for that. Just talks <laughs> about talks about the ten elites, which is where that uh, relic came from, mm -hmm. because the relics were created. The relics were created by the hands of mankind. Saros collected them after killing the ten elites. Yeah. Okay. And then Saros. Okay. So, so, so here is where I get some history or alternative history. And I don't mm -hmm. know which it is. I don't know yeah. which it is, but I'm inclined to, I'm inclined to believe it because this is the situation I'm in. And also because of one, one more thing that, that Edelgard says at the end of this. So the, the, the relics were created by the 10 elites and, and nemesis, you know, nemesis was trying to take down the gods and then saros destroyed nemesis collected all the relics and, and did the whole thing uh so saros she says saros manipulated the people of the world and defeated the all-powerful king nemesis and i said i thought he was corrupted by his power and she says that's the history the church of saros maintains however it was little more than a simple dispute should the one leading the people of the world be someone with humanity or a creature that can merely masquerade as human at will. In the end, Saros was victorious. The Immaculate One and her family then took control of Fodlin. I know this because that knowledge is passed down from emperor to emperor, and that is because the first emperor is a human who cooperated with Saros, allowing humanity to be controlled in secret. So that's... Wow, that is some galaxy brain <sighs> conspiracy theory stuff. Um, I don't know, though. I mean, if it's passed down from emperor to emperor and I know that his, you know, stuff can get twisted and people can change things to their own, you know, their own devices. But if this is true, sure, <laughs> I get it. You're making a face. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's where I'm at. I don't I don't know if I should believe it, but that's pretty like. At the yeah. very least, it's what she believes, you know, and what, and what I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the narrative that I remember hearing in part one is like the relics were created by the goddess and given to the 
the heroes. relics were created by the goddess to take down the other gods or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Nemesis went mad with power and right. tried to take over the world or whatever. Mm -hmm. But in, in this version, we're saying that Nemesis didn't go mad with power. The goddess just wanted to be able to manipulate people. But mm -hmm. Nemesis was like not cool with it. I'm so, was it the goddess or Saros who wanted to manipulate people? Are they not one and the same? I don't think so. I thought they were. Because <laughs> isn't, uh, Saros is like a saint. Saros is a saint who can turn into a dragon, apparently. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I am conflating some things. Maybe I am conflating some things. I don't, you, I don't know. I, <laughs> this is something that I think uh, is is never super clear, but my... The understanding I had come to after much confusion was that, like, Saros is a saint who was sort of chosen by the goddess. To, yes. Yep. I just. To, yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. That's right. Um, I looked it up for clarification. That is, in fact, what happened. Yeah. So Saros was chosen by the goddesses. Right. Because it's it's uh, with that that confusion about like Saros versus the goddess, whatever. Yeah, I've been confused about, like, is Edelgard anti religion generally or just anti Raya. Yeah. And I think she says that in the, in the last section, I think uh, mm -hmm. Raya, cause Raya is like, you know, you can't be against the religion or whatever. And she's like, right. I'm not against religion. I'm just against monsters. facade. Yeah. Well, you and, and Sarah's <laughs> facading as, as you know, having humanity's best interest at heart mm -hmm. and you're not even human yourself, you know, whatever. Right. Yes. So sorry for the confusion there to you and to anyone listening. I, I, uh, but it, it stemmed from my own my own confusion. So, yeah, I mean, it's not this is clearly not something that the game explains very well. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if that's on purpose. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, so so Edelgard ends that with like, well, you can yield you can wield the sword of the creator. So, you know, you're must be some sort of. Not she doesn't say this, but it's like, you know, you must be nemesis reincarnate pretty much. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. you're you're here to take down the 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 false the false leaders or whatever. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> Actually, sorry, she, the last line. And that very fate will lead you to use that sword to stand against those who would distort history. <laughs> mm. Okay. 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 This mm. I, I just want to point out this reminds me of something that I didn't uh uh forgot to mention. Mm. <laughs> There's a point where when we're talking about um, <laughs> the Valley of Torment, <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it was probably Gilbert who points out that um, or no, I'm sorry. This is at uh, at the end of chapter 15 when we're talking about the Ogma Mountains. Uh, they say legend has it St. Saros once crossed over these mountains to fight against the fell king Nemesis. Mm. Recall uh, Tullus called Byleth the fell star. Interesting. Okay, interesting just, for sure yeah do you know anything about that or <laughs> no i don't I, okay. do you no <laughs> are you lying to me no i'm not i'm not lying to you if i were hiding something for you from you i would tell you <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough um and so then i get a scene of claude uh Ooh. preparing for the battle I guess, you know, he had scouts or whatever who who saw us leaving Garrick Mock and he's like, oh, well, they're on their way. So I guess I guess we got to get ready to to fight them. A lot of people are going to die and that's going to, you know, it's my call. So that kind of stinks. And he is with a man named Nadir, who's just a, a guy. It's like, ah, I'm ready to ready to fight. Uh, it turns out he is from the Elmiran. <laughs> okay or from Elmira, um, mm -hmm. which we learn in mid battle. But so that was I, I don't know. 
that felt weird, but that scene ends with Claude saying, now then, let's see what you're made of, teach. Oh. Good stuff. Good stuff. So then we get like a, did you get another one of those like map cutscenes between your monastery and your battle? I think I got a few, but it was always like those cutscenes are always just explaining the thing that I just had a conversation mm. about with it. It's always yeah. like, you know, like, oh, okay, we will, uh, you know, go to the Valley of Torment to meet Rodrigue. And then the map cutscene would be like <laughs> Prince Dimitri and the Knights of Saros, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll go to the, the Valley of Torment to meet Rodrigue. I'm like, what? This is adding nothing. That's really funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, mine. Yeah, I guess mine's pretty much similar, but it explains that like, you know, there were smaller battles along the way on our way to. Oh, interesting. Deirdre. So, yeah, it seems like and, and I think that's partly why this half. I mean, I guess semi spoilers, but, you know, it's the format of the episodes are is is catered to this. But that's part partly why this route is the shortest is because we just like we do the big battles and then all the battles in between are just like, you know, skipped over or whatever, because we don't need to do mm-hmm. every every tiny battle. So we make it to Deirdre. Claude is there. <laughs> We're there. Um, it's, that's pretty much it. We don't like that. The, the pre-battle cutscene is, is the one that we get, you know, talking about the goddess and Saros and stuff. So then Mm -hmm. we, we just like show up and Claude's there. And so the way that it's, it's set up is, oh God, whose paralogue was it? Would you have had it? There's some paralogue where you're protecting a town and there's like four gates that they can come in from, but I don't remember whose it was anyway. Uh, so it's set up and you've got this like central town area. The town has, uh, four gates, one at the North, one at the South, and then two on the west side mm-hmm. and the two on the west and the one in the north are being guarded by just one person <laughs> or I guess I guess one battalion or whatever. And I'm pretty much told like, OK, well, if we can destroy that or if we can defeat the people at the gates, then that'll probably that'll like deter reinforcements from showing up like, OK, then I got to take care of that. So this is a town you're trying to hold. Yes. Yeah, so this is Deirdre is is the the capital but it has like we're coming in from the outside so the if this is like the main i guess like courtyard area and they are blocking the gates into the city itself okay so you're trying to get in right we are trying to we are trying to 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 get in pretty much but also we're trying to hold those gates so that they can't send more reinforcements from inside the city okay yeah i don't know it yeah I could be wrong because like this is the same deal with me on um, 10 very big books, a different podcast. I do talk about fantasy (laughs) novels. Whenever the battle stuff happens, I just like flies over my head, like the military strategy (laughs) of it. Like if you would try to explain to me a strategy, I'm like, sure, whatever. Cool. But that's my understanding is is we want to hold the gates so that, you know, we can kind of secure ourselves is like. Got it. I I don't know. It's it's weird. So then on the opposite side, on the east side, Claude is there. Uh, some guys around him. He's a he's on a wyvern, and then the battle starts. So we go through one round of battle, and Nadir is nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. I only know he exists because of this cutscene, which I still don't know why I got. So after the first round of battle, I you know I was kind of just positioning my people so that Bernie could get like double their speed or whatever. She has a, a gambit that like right. doubles everybody's speed. It's great. So I was just positioning everybody in front of her so that it would hit everyone and. Because I was I was anticipating being flanked or, you know, people coming from behind or whatever, Mm because there was like a path off to the back. Um, But what I wasn't expecting uh, was for Claude to be like, now uh, uh, reinforcements show up and then fucking Mm. three boats with uh, the the one boat has Nadir, two Wyvern riders on it. The next boat has two more Wyvern riders on it. The next boat has two uh, 
archers on horseback. And then there's a fourth boat, sorry, another boat with uh, oh two more horses uh, or two more archers on horseback. So all of a sudden <laughs> there's a whole entire another part of the map that I didn't even fucking strategize for. Uh, thank God I hadn't nice. really. Claude. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. He is the master. He tactician. is the master tactician for real. So I was like, okay, all right. I kind of have to, I mean, thankfully that was the turn that everybody had double speed. So I could kind of reconfigure a bit, but damn. Uh, so, wow. you know, sent Petra around. Petra basically took out everyone at the gates. Cause she's a, she, I made her a wyvern rider mm-hmm. so she could just like fly around the city and yeah. take out everyone at the gates. It worked out perfectly. I sent the death Knight and Ferdinand in to the city to, or into the like main courtyard area, whatever to take care of those guys. And also, uh, or, or, and farther back in the courtyard was Hilda. Unfortunately, uh, so I had to, I, I did have to kill Hilda. <laughs> so that no, was sad. AJ. I know. Yeah. Uh, that was a bummer. Um, Edelgard did it just fucking wrecked her. Yeah, of course she a, did. Yeah. Absolutely destroyed, but fucking, God, so have you, are you utilizing any of the brave weapons? No, I, mm, I don't think so. I know I have some. They are wild. Remind me what they do. The brave weapons guarantee that if you initiate an attack, you attack twice. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Guaranteed. So Mm -hmm. if you have double, or, or, or I think it's if you're, whatever stat is five more than the person you're attacking, you get to attack double. It's speed. Is it speed? Yeah. Is, so if, yeah. You, if your speed is higher than whoever you're attacking by a certain amount, then you can attack twice. But with the brave weapons, that means you get to attack four times. Holy shit. So Hilda is fast as shit and was just like, no matter who I would put in her way, it was like, she's going to hit four times and it's going to be so strong uh, because Damn. she also she also has a relic. Who's lazy now? Yeah, for, for fucking real. <laughs> so she absolutely wrecks the Death Knight in one hit. Like fully out i was like okay well i guess i don't have the death knight this battle fine damn that was like turn two or something like two and three uh edelgard takes her out and then you know she dies and <laughs> fucking claude is she says you know sorry claude it was fun while it lasted and claude's like oh i was really counting on you to retreat why didn't you retreat Aww. uh really sad really sad stuff uh so i'm only able to stay sad about that for one turn because <laughs> once it goes back to the enemies there's an at the end of every enemy movement, a new wyvern shows up <laughs> every turn until I take out Nadir. So, oh my fucking God. So I must have fought a dozen or more wyvern wow. knights. It, fucking a nightmare. A nightmare. Thank you. Uh. God, it was it was rough. But so but this was actually honestly a really fun battle because not, I wasn't instantly taking everybody out in one hit. Um, mm. There was a, a terrible, uh, you know, they just kept showing up. So I like I never felt like I had like a grasp on the situation uh, yeah. until I took out Nadir. But he had a brave axe. So he was attacking everybody four times. Oh, my God. So I had positioned Caspar to take like three or four of the knights in one turn just because he was my fortress knight. So I was like, OK, well, he can take it if he if he, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And then I didn't <laughs> I didn't check what like Nader's you know uh, attack was going to be mm-hmm. until I was about to move Ferdinand and it was going to switch to their turn so I <laughs> I checked said he was going to attack four times for like 29 points of damage each it's like this is gonna fucking suck uh, uh yeah. Kaspar probably could have taken two of those uh before he was just gone so I was like okay well if I put Ferdinand here then I'll draw the fire of one of the other wyverns so <laughs> it'll be fine and 
Kim, I tell you, Nadir goes to attack Caspar, immediately hits, 29 damage. Cool, great, amazing. Misses the second one. Misses the third one. Oh, man. Misses the fourth one. And I, <gasps> I, I'm yelling at my television. My hands are like buzzing because I was so worried. Did Caspar did have like particularly high avoidance? Because like, I don't know. No. Oh no. I don't know what happened. It was that's, a miracle. Wow. That's fun. Yeah. What a um, fun moment. God, it was amazing. And so then. Can I just say, hmm. like, this is the first I'm starting to, now that I like have the basics down, I'm starting to engage more with the stats and what they mean or whatever. And, you know, like what abilities and, and hmm. combat arts. And I think it's actually, I've become very impressed with the way that all of these different battle mechanics are slow rolled to you. And it feels yeah. like they're not slow rolled, but they really are, I think. Yeah. And you could ignore them uh, yeah. and just sort of like wreck shop the way that we have for, for <laughs> yeah. most of this game. Yeah. Um, but engaging with them now that I have the basics down has started to become very fun is making me excited for future run throughs on a higher difficulty. Yeah, level. I think I think you're I think you're exactly right in my I honestly I feel like they were a bit too slow rolled because now mm -hmm. I have like I invested, you know, X amount of time teaching whoever this one thing before I realized right. that 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 skill doesn't go any farther in their tree because I didn't realize mm -hmm. everybody had unique treat like I thought mostly everybody had like the same things and then maybe they had like a unique one but no so like you know in the early game I was spending all this time with uh Petra with the uh, turning Petra into a brawler before I realized that she doesn't even have any brawler anywhere on her thing well like, okay, so that's cool. that's because those classes and this kind of sucks in my opinion those classes are uh men only horse shit let let me punch <laughs> He's Let Violet punch. There. He is. Sorry. I know. He's upset about the the gender locked classes. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that's it's very weird. It's very weird. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I totally get what you, what you mean. And I think I think you're absolutely right in, in future run throughs. Like now that I have that mm -hmm. uh, skill set, I guess, or like understanding if I if I bump the difficulty up, I can also concentrate on like actually right. playing into you know, those, those stats that, that they get and mm -hmm. stuff. So good stuff. Good game. Gotta say good game <laughs> real quick. Love this uh, game. Yeah. Love this game. So then it's, it's just Claude and, you know, obviously I just spend all this time positioning everyone so that they're like within striking distance so I can decide who I want to take my boy out. Uh, so I send Edelgard in uh, and he says, um, we haven't seen each other since Garrick Mach. You've grown lovelier than ever, Edelgard. And she says, you're not so unfortunate yourself. <laughs> and as usual, you're here at a most inopportune moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, well, I'm sure we have much more to talk about, but how about we settle things? And then and then they they fight. Uh, so Edelgard oh missed her attack. Uh, Claude did the fucking craziest counterattack. So he dodges the attack. He's on a wyvern. He dodges the attack. Mm -hmm. And as he's dodging, he jumps up, does a <gasps> flip shoots her with an arrow and then lands back on the wyvern it was crazy claude is the coolest fucking character <laughs> in this whole so game the amount sick. of regret i'm having right now at not playing <laughs> golden deer i could be hanging out with the master tactician doing backflips on right. wyverns <laughs> right and instead i'm hanging out with sad boy mcgee world's saddest who, man <laughs> the world's saddest man yeah. and his 16 ghost friends 
And every time I try to talk to him, he tells me to go fuck myself. Right. Yeah. You really, you really, uh, I got the short straw. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) But at least I got those cool cut scenes. You you do get the cool cut scenes. Back in chapter 12. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, so then I go in with Byleth. He says, teach, you should have chosen me instead of Edelgard. No point in whining about it now, I suppose. Sorry, but I'll be taking the win today. Uh, and then I immediately crit and hit and get him down in one hit. (laughs) So you're sad, but so I, I defeat him and he says, enough, you've bested me. If I die here, the Alliance becomes part of the empire. Edelgard says, do you yield then? You've never known when to give up. And he says, well, I can't just surrender so easily. I'm responsible for others. Uh, if you're as smart as you seem, I bet you figured out why I was able to summon Almiron reinforcements. Wouldn't it be better to uh, let me go and have me in your debt? And then I get a dialogue box that says spare or kill. <gasps> um, so I killed him. No, I'm just kidding. I spared him. Absolutely. Duh. Oh, my God. I can't believe they give you that option. Yeah. Uh, Is that a do we know if that's a real choice? Well, I didn't choose kill. I'm pretty sure it's a real choice. I, I, I think I think it's a real choice. So I spare him. Uh, he says, thank you. And then he and then he flies away and, and then the battle's over. Uh, Do we know why? Is it is he saying like I have an alliance now with Almira and I could. Yeah, know. I think I think he's saying like, you know, Al- Almira is aligned with me. So like if you Got let it. me live, I can, you know, send them your way. Um, you know, I clearly you've bested me here. Like I won't Oof. cause you any more problems, but whatever. And then, uh, and then, and then he leaves. He says, I'll return your kindness one day. And then we fucking fade to black. Edelgard and Byleth are standing there and Claude walks up. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he got says, off of his. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, well, well, when he flew away, he like flew away over the ocean and then, you know, we win. <laughs> We oh, win. One and more then, thing. I forgot something. Right. Exactly. He's, <laughs> he shows up. He's like, hey, teach. Uh, oh, my God. And, and he'll guards like, wait, what the fuck? Why, why are you here? He says, don't worry. I just wanted to like see. I just wanted to see the professor. I just wanted to say, hey, what's up? And, and like, you know, I'm not going to cause you any more problems. You've taken Daredrew. Like the alliance is yours. Go for it. Uh, and she's like, you want me to drop my guard about somebody who just avoided all of my soldiers and <laughs> like made it to me? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, and then she says, did you risk, did you really risk coming here just to say hello? And he said, I did. <laughs> um, but God, mostly, I love him. but mostly I wanted to say goodbye. I'm leaving Fodlin. Uh, and pretty much he's just says like, he's, you know, Fodlin will be more peaceful if I leave, because if I leave, then the Alliance has no one, no choice, but to look to Edelgard. Oh, wow. um, so he, he's so he's he's pretty much like, you know, I'm I'm going overseas, I guess. I don't know. He doesn't say where, but he says, you know, it's it's for the best. I really do. Uh, he says, I was hoping to become a supreme ruler and lead Fodlin to peace myself, but that won't be happening now. So wow. I, he, he I guess he's pretty much just giving Edelgard his blessing and then he leaves and Edelgard's like, we like destroyed him in battle and he's still just grateful is weird. Um, and that's the end of the scene. Interesting. So, well, it sounds like he's like, I would rather, you know, give up essentially uh, to avoid, you know, the people of the Alliance rallying around me. Right. Exactly. And, and getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause he, I mean, even before we started leader. the battle, he's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even before right. we started the battle, he's like, I really don't want people to die, but like, I have to do it. Yeah. And now that it's happened once, he's like, you know, well, I tried, you know, I, 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 I tried and I don't want any more blood on my hands. So I'm leaving. <laughs> wow. I, it's, why did they have a fly off into the sunset? I don't that know. So weird. So, 
so weird. It's so funny. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Well, um, wow. Yeah. And so then the then the gang shows up. We have our little post our little post meet meet or post battle meet. What? We have, you know, captured Deirdre. The people are are good. Um, oh, I should say after Petra defeated the last guard, like guarding the gates, he's like, please, you know, I, like we, we won't send any more reinforcements. Just please don't attack the city. And Edelgard, guard from across the map. <laughs> it's just like we never had any intention to take the city. We're just trying to like, you know, we're just trying to, to get a foothold here. Like, like so our, our only goal is to like secure our rule here. We don't want to like destroy the city or its citizens or anything. So um, mm-hmm. that was, uh, worth noting, I think. And then, uh, pretty much, you know, they're, they're like, Hey, we did it. It's going to be, you know, hard to take the kingdom, but this has definitely helped, you know, establish us in the Alliance. And, uh, so, so, you know, we can celebrate a little bit and then, uh, that's, oh, and then, and then there's some weird Bernadetta is like, Oh my God, we're going to have to go fight lady Rhea. Like, I hope <laughs> she's going to be really angry. Um, but there's no way she can stay in her spooky beast form all the time. Right. <laughs> uh, and then Dorothea brings up the point that like, if she could, she probably would have come to attack the monastery like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. Ferdinand says, it, maybe it's wishful thinking, but perhaps it's a power she can only access when the situation is dire, but whether she is the archbishop or the immaculate one, we cannot be stopped. Uh, half remains, but half is finished. We are certainly moving forward. And then, which is like a, a, a great line to end on, I think. And then Hubert goes, <laughs> no one can stop us from pushing forward. No one. And that's, <laughs> and that's the end of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like, hey we don't need the, we don't need to be spooky boy all the time oh uh, you can't help it so, it's in his nature so that's that's that and i i did watch wow. the beginning of the next chapter but i guess i won't talk about it now yeah i i also have the beginning of 16 but uh, save them so so that's that uh the the empire has taken daredru and and are making their way to the kingdom um aj can i uh be honest with you yeah i am rooting against you <laughs> <laughs> For what reason? Why? Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like what you're doing. I don't like uh, Edelgard's machinations. Mm-hmm. I don't trust her. Mm-hmm. I don't trust Rhea either. But mm. yeah, mm. I, yeah. I I agree. I think at this point, I am at least. I don't want to say satisfied, but I'm gonna. I'm at least satisfied with her reasoning. <laughs> And her like justifications of like, this is what she had been told passed down to emperor or emperor that Saros is like a beast that turned into a human or, you know, whatever. Um, and has been manipulating people because like, I don't know, that feels to me that she feels like it's reliable enough information to act on. And like, maybe it's not, but here we are. And I, I am satisfied with her justification for it. I think would I rather there not be a bloody crusade to change the world for the better? Sure. <laughs> Do you Definitely. really think you're changing the world for the better, though, turning it into an empire? It, OK, well, that's that's the thing as well. Am I satisfied with the empire? No. But uh, am I satisfied with a, a religious body secretly ruling everything? I think less. Yeah, I don't no. like that either. I think I would yeah. ov- I would rather be overtly ruled by an emperor than mm-hmm. secretly ruled by a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, neither are great options, to be clear. <laughs> no, I just uh, this again raises the question for me of like, are we heading toward the same core truth? Yeah. Or are these just different stories entirely now? Yeah. So um, there's there is some information I get at the beginning of the next chapter that makes me think I know where my story is going, at least. And mm-hmm. it's not 
like going to the going to Fraldarius and like defeating this the church and then everything is hunky dory. But interesting. We'll okay. talk about that next I, week. You know, I I okay. I have a well, it's again, it's in that set of thing. <laughs> I want to talk about it. I do want to talk about it. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I don't know, Kim. I don't know. I know. We well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh there is no information really gained in this conversation. Um, if we should we just transition into <laughs> the war child check-in? <laughs> yeah, I think we should. I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the reason why I asked <laughs> is because I have an entire so I have tried to group my supports because I got so many of them. I've tried to like group them into categories for us to talk yeah. about. Uh, yeah. And the, I mean, these categories, by the way, are like all over the map. But one of them is just Seth. OK. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's the first time I'm actually really getting supports with him and anybody like aside from, you know, a few Seth Byleth supports that I got. Sure. So I guess I'll start with his uh, Byleth and Sedithe because that's really where I was going. But I have some great ones between him and uh, some of the students. Okay. So basically, um, he says, you know, hey, I um, uh, we talked about how I want to help you find out more about your identity, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's some information that I kept from you uh, and that I'm still keeping from you, frankly. Okay. He says, five years ago before she vanished, I asked Rhea some pointed questions he says, Rhea is responsible for your existence. I could tell you fragments now, but a partial understanding would do more harm than good. Uh, but once we once we save her, he says, we'll know the whole of it, which I wonder is him, <laughs> the implication is like, I'm going to make her fucking tell you. Yeah. Seneth is such a fucking real one, by the way. Like, I now I understand. Everybody loved Seneth yeah. <laughs> that we, yeah. we spoke to, all of our friends. And I couldn't figure out like what it was about him for a really long time. He rules. He's so great. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, a bit more. In this conversation, he did frustrate me because he was just like, yeah. that's all I'm telling you for now. I was like, you gave me no information, Seth. You've told me nothing, in fact. That's funny. That's funny. Um, and, but he did, he did give one more crumb, which is you, Rhea, and I, we are like family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um and he's like listen because because of those deep ties i just want you to know like i i'm allied with you for life and by the way um i would feel that way even if we didn't have these you know these ties binding us um and it's he says and that is true independently of whether i see eye to eye with Rhea or even whether we're friends huh <laughs> yeah um <laughs> So I think I understand where he's going with this. He says, after the war is over, where I go and what I do depends wholly on you. <laughs> and, you know, to put a finer point on it later in the conversation, he's like, perhaps I just find you so fascinating that I can't bring myself to leave your side. Um, but basically, I think the long and short of it is that he's saying, at this point, I feel more allegiance to you, Byleth, than I do to Rhea. Um, Got it. So there, there's clearly some suspicious something going on with Rhea, even in my run. Um, yeah. I don't know that it's nearly as uh, sinister as what's happening in your run or what Edelgard thinks is happening, mm -hmm. um, but it's certainly there. But yeah, I I just think that this is so interesting. Like, I, you know, we talked about it at the beginning, how it seems like Seth's just, you know, 
all in for Rhea. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even know if Sedith is all in. I don't want to say for the goddess, but um, to explain a little bit more about that, um, one of the supports that I that I also wanted to talk about in this category is uh, his C support with Ingrid. Uh, Ingrid basically, after some prodding, opens up to Sedith about, uh, you know, how her dad wants to marry her off. And we find out Sedith actually has really mixed feelings about crests. Oh. And she's she's surprised um, because, you know, he's so devoted to the goddess that you would think that these like gifts from the goddess would be something he would view favorably. And he says, listen, I'll, you know, I'll expound on my opinions about crests to you some more someday in a future support. Um, <laughs> but for now... Whether or not you bear one is secondary to your identity. You should be allowed to grow as a person, crest or not. Aw. Oh, that's wow. good advice. Wow. Love them. Um, and then finally, uh, separate and apart from, you know, the crest goddess Rhea conversation, just a really nice support um, between Sedith and Felix, <laughs> where Sedith's like, hey, I noticed that you really keep people at arm's length and uh, you're surrounded by people who want to be your friends and you're just completely uninterested in them. Having good relationships with allies is important. Um, <laughs> and it's easier to bond with people if you interact more. So maybe you should do that. Sure, sure. Um, and Felix is like, so you're saying it's in my interest to have friends? <laughs> So yeah, it's like, bud. yeah, yeah, but, um, and he says, I envy you. I know what it's like to not have friends and you're surrounded by all these people who want to be your friends. Stop. Uh, Fe- yeah, I know. Right. Um, and Felix is like, I wouldn't have guessed, you know, that you like don't have friends. You're, you're surrounded by like devout believers. <laughs> Instead, it's like, that is not the same thing, which is true. <laughs> Basically, like, you have friends, so, like, stop being shitty to them. Um, and Felix sure. sort of walks off. And Sedith just goes, ah, to be young. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we can't all be 2,000 years old, Sedith, right? I know. Oh, Fuck. I just, I love him. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. It's great. That's good. That's good Great stuff. Great advice for the kids. Um, don't love that he's keeping secrets from me, but at this point I've come to expect it from the game. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the Sedith corner. Yeah, do you want to hit on some some supports uh, and go back and forth? Yeah, or? Uh, I, have a, I have a couple that I can hit quick, both involving Hubert. Ooh. Uh, so I get Hubert and Ferdinand's B, maybe A, whatever. I, I don't know. Ferdinand mm. and Hubert have another conversation. I think it must be, I think it must be their B because in their C they had talked about or Ferdinand had talked about like, oh, well, I'm doing this stuff to push Edelgard to make sure she's like acting the way that she should be. As uh, blah, 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 yeah. blah. So we're following up on that conversation. And and this is I don't know. I guess this is like a, a kind of a nitpicky thing. But the supports in the future hit different when they're acting like their past selves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's weird. part of me, part of me wishes that they just left them as their, like their, their younger selves, because like, mm-hmm. yeah, things can happen in five years. I, this conversation could have happened, you know, five years ago. Uh, and I would have yeah. been fine with it, but it's just like, it just feels weird the way that sometimes that the, the way they're acting, but Oh yeah. Um, yeah. 
basically in in this uh scene it starts with hubert like telling someone like ah yes go you know do what you need to do either you know persuade them or kill them or something whatever and ferdinand uh, and and make sure you don't tell the emperor and ferdinand shows up and it's like hey what what is that he's like did you just send that letter and he's like yeah i did and ferdinand's like edelgard explicitly told you not to do that uh we don't find out what the letter is because it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. um but hubert's like look like i am tasked with acting in the emperor's best interest and i need to do what's best and i know that like he basically just says like i know what is good for for edelgard better than she does in some situations he's because he's basically leans into like you know i have killed people (laughs) Because they needed to be killed for her, and I haven't told her because she wouldn't want me to do it. And so Ferdinand's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, your job is to, to like, serve her and, and whatever, and, and pretty much just tries to, to explain, like, you know, you can't just, like, do things in her name if she doesn't want you to do them. And Hubert's yeah, like, no, it's I- really, like patronizing it's really patronizing but hubert's like no i ha- i have to like i have to that's that's how it has to be done and maybe he phrases it in like less of a a, a douchey way but like that's pretty much the whole gist of that scene and then their support wow. goes up boogadoo and then i have uh bernadetta and hubert's a scene Ooh. um which was just lovely um wow. so the theme of their supports has basically just been Bernie is afraid of Hubert for, I mean, just because Hubert, you know, presents how he is and Bernie's afraid of people anyway. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, then Hubert tried to like change his tune, not like really talk while he, while she was around or while he was around her. And then she noticed that and was like, no, you can't change your behavior for me. Like that's not how friends, you know, work, whatever. So this one, this, this one starts with Bernadetta summoning Hubert. So he shows up and he says a summon from Bernadetta. How historic. <laughs> um and she's like you know i i just i have something i want to give you as like an apology for how rude i've been and whatever and like i hope you're not like i hope this will let you let go of any grudges that you're holding against me and he's like i'm not holding any grudges but okay i will accept the gift uh and she gives him an embroidered uh flower uh to oh, like wow. put on his his thing but he she gives it she gives it to him and he says some kind of embroidery a flower this is certainly lovely but why give it to me it seems like something you would send to a female friend or someone you had romantic feelings for oh <laughs> she says but it's uh it's lovely you said right that's why if you wear it maybe you'll look less um terrifying <laughs> <laughs> And, and he, he's he basically he's like, you want me to wear it? And she says, yeah. And he says, OK, well, like uh, I will I'll, I'll wear it when I'm around you and like puts it on. And she's like, oh, wow, it really does look, look nice on you. And he says he doesn't think that it suits him. She's like, oh, well, I think it looks great. And then apologize. And then she apologizes. <laughs> she says that it looks great. And she like kind of like chuckles because, you know, she's like embarrassed, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I dislike you laughing at me, but it is preferable at least to you fleeing in terror. (laughs) Therefore I will wear this when I'm around you in the future. And then, uh, she, she like, is like, are you sure? Like, really, you don't have to like, are you really, really sure you're going to wear it? And he's like, well, if you question me, maybe I won't. She's like, wait, no, 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 wait, no, (laughs) please keep it. You're a lot less scary with it on. Uh, he says, that's, that is what's most important. Now I suppose it is safe for me to return to my usual strict methods. And she says, no, I'm not ready. And screams. And he goes, oh, this again. Uh, and that's. (laughs) That's the end of their scenes. I just thought it was wow. really cute. But the the part where he said it's something you give to a female friend or someone who you had romantic feelings about. And then she immediately deflects. 
uh, <laughs> which I thought was, which I thought was really good. Um, that's great. So that's those two. I have a couple are more, you, but, but mm. are you going to try the pit to pair those two up? Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. That's been my goal. I thought I said that a few episodes ago. Yeah. That was, I, th- I thought you did. I was, uh, I was like, I vaguely recall this, but, uh, my memory is shit. Yes. That is, yeah. that is what I'm trying to do. Uh, so I'm going to keep having them, you know, have meals together and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Another one from you, please. Sure. Um, so, uh, I will use this to transition into another category of mine, which might be, uh, it might be a confusing transition, but I'll clarify very quickly. <laughs> okay. Uh, this, this category is called Raphael God among men. God among men. Raphael supports are just so fucking good. Every time <laughs> there is, I don't know if you would have ever gotten this. There is this like goofy, like <sighs> the music is like, very upbeat and goofy and has like horns every like in almost all of Raphael's support scenes. Mm-hmm. They're just like fully played for laughs, which is so good to begin with. Um, the reason why I I did this transition this way is because I am trying to pair up Bernadetta and Raphael. Oh. Um, and so I wanted to talk about their support scenes. I've gotten C and B. Uh, wow. with them so far. And basically the gist of their whole little arc together is uh, he overhears her playing music in the greenhouse where she's trying not to be seen or heard. Right. Uh, and, you know, he comes in and is like, you sound amazing. Oh my God. Like I, <laughs> you sound so good. I, I want to hear you play more. Um, and at first, you know, in the C support, she's like, I mean, really in both of them, um, she's really freaked out and is like, you know, you just want to, uh, make me play in front of more people and oh humiliate God. me. Oh my God. Like, yeah, I know. Very, what a leap. Um, <laughs> he's like, no, like I'm Bernadetta. just, yeah. He's like, no, I'm just genuinely really into your playing. You sound so good. <laughs> and in the B support, you know, he, he comes back and, uh, is listening and, uh, sort of like hiding from her, <laughs> trying to make her not notice. And she notices that he's there and is like, why are you creeping on me from the shadows? That sucks, <laughs> dude, which she's right. Um, and he's like, I'm sorry. It's just, you know, you got so, so scared when I came to hear you play last time. And, mm. you know, I, I didn't want to frighten you, but I realized obviously this was worse and I'm sorry, you know, I'm not trying to humiliate you. I just really like hearing you play music. Um, but I'll leave you alone. Which is, <laughs> it's very, uh, that one ends on like a bittersweet note, but really it's, it's so sweet and it's so pure. And I, I just love these two for each other. Mm. Um, so I'm working very hard to up their support levels. That's so sweet. It's, yeah. He's uh, like, she deserves like a wife guy, you know, yeah. like yeah. just someone who's just yeah. going to hype her up like yeah. all the time. And uh, they would be perfect. Yeah. I got a few more Raphael supports that were great, but I just wanted to talk about one, which is uh, his C level support with Flane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it starts off with Raphael. I forget how this happens if they like run into each other or um maybe she hears him working out and he he's you know like making a lot of like like grunts and stuff as he's sure. lifting weights and sure. like scares her and she passes out. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> when she comes to he's like, "Oh, sorry, I was working out." And she was like, "Oh, are you like really strong or whatever?" And <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, yeah." And he impresses her by lifting a log. Um, wow. And she's like, oh, can I, I want to try that. And she's like, <laughs> maybe, maybe we should start with something a little bit oh smaller. Um, <laughs> she's like, okay, give me tips. How do I get stronger? 
And he goes, it's probably best to start practicing your battle cry. And so they go back and forth, like growling at each other. Oh, my <laughs> and God. And of course, Flames is like, you know, like it's so because she's just so small and right. so baby little. And it's the cutest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. <laughs> Highly. Just Google it. It's I. Yeah. I just love him so much. Um, <laughs> such a wonderful character. There were moments here where I was like, shit, should I set him up with Bernie or should I romance <sighs> yeah. him myself? But I I, <laughs> I want to see him and Bernie through. Yeah. Um, so that's nice. that's Raphael, God Among Men. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay. I want to talk about... I Actually, I'll, 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 I'll skim through this one real quick because it's, it's Lysithian Byleth's support. Uh, B support. It's not really any new information, um, but it's basically her telling Byleth what she had told Edelgard about, you know, I was used in these experiments and it's really uh, I have two crests and it's uh, my life expectancy is short. <laughs> Awful. Yeah, it's really bad. But it, it actually begins with her passing out from from like training too hard. Um, oh, God. But oh, sorry, this is their A support. My bad. Uh, wow. So, you know, she explains that the. Oh, geez. It's it's there's it's like a whole history of like how House Arendelle got or Lord Arendelle like got a hold of her and was able to like do these experiments on her. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. So basically there was like, there was a, a, a conflict with House Ordelia and the Empire. They weren't really involved uh, politically. Uh, so the rebellion was crushed. My family was held responsible for the aid we gave uh, and the empire gained some sway over us as a result. At the time, the noble houses of the alliance took a passive stance. No one lent aid to my family. And as a result, some key officials within the family were killed uh, and people from the empire were sent to replace them. Uh, I'm assuming it's Lord Arendelle. I don't actually she doesn't actually say mm -hmm. the name for sure, but I'm assuming it is. They are from that house because she explains she, she describes them as skin pale as death. They were unsettling in a word. <laughs> And they began to perform rituals on the children. And it's more accurate. She said it's, it's probably more accurate to call them experiments. Oh, God. Uh, oh and God. then talks, you know, just just gets into more detail about how they were doing stuff with her blood and like how this wasn't always the color of her hair. Uh, and then when it happened, they they tested her blood and it, you know, saw that she had two crests. And, you know, I, I have like they're not choices, but, you know, you have to choose to say the thing to say how awful. She says, shortly thereafter, after the mages lost interest with me and I never saw them in house uh, Ordelia again. Uh, since all that, our family has been in decline. It's challenging now even to govern our territory. After all, my mother and father have suffered. I at least want them to have peace as they grow older. Uh, this is all I wish for, but I haven't much time to ensure it comes to pass. Uh, and basically this support ends with Byleth being like, look, we will figure this out. Like we will figure out either like how to get these crests out of you or oh. find out some way to like make sure that you do not die uh, oh. in the next couple of years or whatever. And she says, you know, you sound resolved and I'll allow your resolve to bol to bolster my own. Thank you. She doesn't believe that it's possible, but my my last byleth line is we will find a way. Um, really sad. Really, really, really fucking that, sad. Yeah, Jesus. And <sighs> you have to just like hang out with those guys. <laughs> like, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> I haven't seen them yet, but they they are with us in some capacity. Mm -hmm. God. So so that fucking happened. Uh, oh man there's <laughs> like no real good transition from from that one to this one yeah. um but i have dorothea and ferdinand's uh a support as well 
Ooh, uh, the I am interested. Yeah, the finale of the B, <laughs> the B arc, um, <laughs> and basically, you know, they they find each other in the cathedral, and Ferdinand's like, "Oh, I, I'm surprised you're here," and Dorothy says, "Yeah, I'm not like super religious, and you know, I obviously I'm not surprised that you're surprised to see me here because like you know I suffered a lot as a child under the goddess and the noble regime." And Ferdinand's well, like, "Well, I mean, you couldn't have suffered that much. I mean, like I've seen street children, like I, you know, they're sorry, sorry, not." Not you couldn't have suffered that much, but it's just like, oh, you're he says you're brave to speak so coarsely in this hollow place. But what do you mean about suffering as a child? And she's basically just like, well, I was homeless growing up. Like I would drink from drains and, you know, bathe in fountains and whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember the street children. (laughs) It's like, okay, dude. Like and then she talks about how she was found by the right person uh, because of her singing. Somebody she says the right person heard me sing. And the next Mm -hmm. thing I knew, I was a songstress. Oh and and the same nobles that that were spitting on me in the street were now, uh, you know, lauding me with gifts. She said that she marks one. She says one noble that was kicking me gifted me the the most beautiful shoes. Uh, and I almost asked him if it was a joke. Uh, wow. And then Ferdinand is then just like, oh, my gosh, well, that's you know, I can see why you don't you hate nobility because like you should, you know, I would I would never as a noble treat somebody different just for how they you know how they look or you know what what their appearance is or whatever because like you know a poor person I'm not going to be grossed out by a poor person mm-hmm. and Dorothy's like really like are you kidding me like do you yeah I'm like, also skeptical Dorothy yeah uh, and then he asks her like do you think I would I would ever I would ever do that like do you think I would act like that and she's like are you for real because like as a child I remember bathing in the a fountain one day and seeing you see me and like just staring and then and then uh uh uh, running away wow she says that he glared at her and then we met at the academy he he acted oh my god okay i'm just gonna read this whole line because it's Yeah. yeah uh you glared at me the same look i'd gotten from every other noble then you ran off when we met at the academy you were a different person all smiles and friendly words you were like a bee ferdinand a bee attracted to a flower in full bloom. So it's just like it's saying that he didn't really care about her until she was like beautiful and and like a I see, you know, which I thought was not where I thought she was going with the bee thing. No, no. <laughs> um, I was thinking buzzing, annoying. Whatever. Yeah. And maybe that's where it started. And she just made this grand connection. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just I, I don't know. I like that line. And he's like, oh, like you totally misunderstand me. He's like, I heard you singing and I was I was awestruck by you. I thought I was like seeing a a, a water nymph in the fountain and, and I didn't know what to do. I was overwhelmed. I was a child. I didn't know what to do. So I ran away and I came back to to see if you were there later and, and you had vanished. And she's like, don't lie. And he says, no, it's it's true. Like the vision over, overwhelmed me. And and she says, maybe I can believe you. I've I've wanted to ever since the day you made me those treats because the the last their Aww. last support he like made her you mm-hmm. know stuff. Um, and he says, I'm glad we had this conversation. You know, I do not mind you thinking of me as a bee, life as a simple drone circling a queen. It actually sounds quite wonderful. She says, don't drones keep the queens safe from other bugs? I like the sound of that. And that's that's the end of the support. <laughs> do I ship these two? Yeah. See, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I'm still trying to get Dorothea with Petra. Uh, so I have to see oh, right. what their what their a support is. Damn. Um, but I will say uh, while you were uh, describing this uh, scene, I did just look up again the picture of Ferdinand long hair post time <laughs> skip. 
I'm still into it. <laughs> You're still into it? Yeah. That's yeah. fair enough. That's fair enough. I think he looks great. <laughs> uh, I have one more, but you go ahead. Okay. So these, <laughs> I've been saving these categories for last because they're actually kind of big. Although I guess the first one. So one is I got like the a supports among the various blue lions um, and sure. rather go through all of them. Um, it, it's funny. I feel like they're all not all, but a lot of them are basically the same gist, which is, you know, two of these uh, former classmates uh, resolving a dispute with the revelation that like, oh, we we both just really care about each other and want to keep each other safe. Oh, my God. Every, everyone in this class, they're so fucking annoying. They're like, I just want to protect you. No, I don't want to protect you. Um <laughs> Just, oh, these little tryhards. I love them so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's that is the gist of like so many of these um, sure. that it's like not even worth going through them individually. I will say <laughs> I just I want to share a particular line from the Felix and Ingrid A support. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's kind of like shitting on her for her like chivalrous ideals. Mm -hmm. um, and she's like, I don't know why you're you know, shitting on me for this when you're fighting for the same thing, right? Like you train to be stronger than everybody because you want to protect those that you care for. Like, isn't that right? And he's like, okay, fine. I guess you do understand me. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and he's like, uh, you know, just be careful out on the battlefield. Cause if you died, I'd be annoyed. Oh my God. Um, yeah, <laughs> very good. Um, worth noting, uh, I think, I don't think that they can get, I don't think these two can romance each other. I forget mm. why I, why I came to that conclusion. I could be wrong, but it would be really nice if that were the case. Cause otherwise I feel like it would be weird cause she was engaged to his brother. Um, sure. Sure. Yeah. There's also a Sylvain Ingrid, like a minus, um, <laughs> where, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, they're, they're training together and he's complimenting her and she's like, stop hitting on me. Um, <laughs> and he's like, no, like I'm, I'm actually trying to be genuine here. You know, I feel at ease training with you. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, well, yeah, we've been friends for a long time, which love hitting him with the friend zone. Good job, girl. Yeah. Um, and they vow to be friends forever, which is so funny to me because Mercy and Annette literally had this conversation five years ago. Friends forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, the last one, I guess, in this category that I'll touch on uh, because it's come up is uh, Mercy and Annette. You pointed out some of these are so strange because of the time skip. Yeah. Um, this one is like doubly strange to me because of the time skip, because it it is their A support, which means it can only be unlocked after the time skip. Right. But uh, their, their prior supports, there was like the one, their C, where they say they'll be friends forever. There's a B support where they get in an argument about like a guy who um, tries to rob them in the market. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, I forget who, who does what, but like one person wants to run away and one of them, you know, wants to like fight him off or something. And they got mad at each other about each, how each one wanted to handle that situation. Sure. And then five years pass <clears throat> and they're apparently still in this fight. Oh my God. <laughs> and they're like, uh uh, you know, and it, it resolves with like, I'm sorry, I just really wanted to protect you because I care about you so much in that moment and whatever. And mm -hmm. and they're like, can we be friends again? And I'm like, 
I'm supposed to sit here and believe that you two haven't been friends for five years when I've seen you in between the time I got that B support and the time I got that A support. I've seen you two hanging out in the monastery every Mm. single time, you know? So Mm. it's just like, so it's, it was a really weird, I don't know. It was extremely strange. The the timing is just so bizarre on that. And I, it's, you know, I thought it was interesting that you brought up like some of these supports just hit in a very strange way when Mm -hmm. it's given the time skip yeah i have one more category but did you have another yeah i have i have i have one more okay go for it so uh this is hubert and edelgard's a support which i'm just gonna say right off the bat i'm gonna say right off the bat a little bit disappointing um yeah really bummed me out that it was okay so in their last one they basically concluded that hubert is like keeping secrets from her and you know Mm -hmm. it's pretty much confirmed in in ferdinand and hubert's scene where he's like i'm keeping Mm -hmm. secrets from her (laughs) um um, and and she you know brings that up again and she's like hey remember like i'm the emperor now and you are my minister that you are the minister of the imperial household and if you're not obeying orders i could have you executed Uh and then he's like, well, no, you like you misunderstand why I do this. Like, I don't do this in an official capacity. Like, I don't do all this stuff for you in an official capacity. I do it because my loyalty is to you, not to the empire. So it's purely oh. a personal thing. But if you want to make it like a bureaucratic thing, like I will gladly give my neck to the executioner. And she's like, well, she's like, as an emperor, yes, I accept that. But as a friend, I fucking hate that answer. <laughs> So like, will you, will you please just like, tell me what's, what's going on? Because like, regardless of our family history or whatever, you know, Vestra has served Hresveld for, you know, millennia or whatever. Like, but I just want to like be friends, you know, like, can you just like talk to me? He says like, you know, I, obviously you want me to tell you these things. And as much as I don't think I should, I guess I, I guess I will. I'll tell you everything. I'll tell you the, the, the people I've killed, the, the things that I have done, uh, uh, for you. Uh, I'll even tell you the name of the one I love. <gasps> And she says, wait, are you saying that you have romantic feelings for someone? And he says, well, yes, that is the one secret I had particular, uh, particularly hoped to keep from you. She says, well, what's that? Well, that's utter nonsense. You can't possibly keep something so fascinating from me. Who is it? And he says, it is you, Lady Edelgard. Did you ever have any doubt? And then she says, ha, Hubert, you never cease to surprise me. And then he he chuckles charmingly. And that's the end of the scene. It's so unsatisfying. I hate it a lot. <laughs> um, really, really, that's, really bumps me out. That's so interesting to me because like that's obviously not guaranteed that he ends up with Edelgard in, in any given run. So like that's just like weird. I don't like it. This is weird vibes. Because if, if he ends up with somebody else. <laughs> It's a lot of baggage. It's a lot of baggage. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, boy. Yeah. I I didn't like it. It's just like, I don't know. I can appreciate how it's like trying to be like, oh, well, it's more of a relationship than just like him serving her as as Mm -hmm. as her, you know, whatever. But like. But they could do that as friends. Right. Like, I'm sure Hilda loves Claude, but like, isn't in love with him. I don't know. I, I, it just mm. feels weird. And there's a, there's a power dynamic there, I guess. That's also kind of weird, yeah. but like literally being forced into servitude under her, like since he was yeah. literally six years old, like yeah. it's, it, it kind of feels uh Stockholm syndrome to me. <laughs> it does. And I mean, even if it didn't like, that's just also not it's less interesting, I feel like, from a storytelling perspective. It's a disservice to their arc together so far. Yeah. And it's yeah. going to just loom over the rest of the story. 
Yeah, I, you know, it really flattens this like, right. you know, complex and interesting relationship right. into like, oh, it's just because he's had a crush on her for their entire lives. Right. <laughs> and then it, it brings into question, not into question, but it's just like it it complicates farther him doing all this stuff against her wishes because it's yeah. like it's not a, it's not only like a it just turns it into this weird I don't know. It just, it just, it complicates everything because I, there's now yeah. like a veneer of like a romantic relationship there. And it's like, I, ugh, I don't like it. Yeah. I think I know what you're trying to say. It's like, I'm having a hard it, time. Uh, yeah. I mean, it turns everything that he's done into not just like, I do this because I care about you so much, but almost more like I do this because I, I want to try to, you know, curry it's, favor with you and be your your bf you know yeah, like it yeah it makes and it all feel icky ickier right, i mean it's already it's, icky he's it's like already icky part. and it's it's I, I think i think here's what it is i think it's it's what we talked about with the hubert and ferdinand thing it's like he you know he's he thinks he knows what's best mm-hmm. for her in like a you know in that scene it was just like a, oh he mm-hmm. thinks he knows what's best for the emperor but it's like oh no i think i know what's best for like she just like, I think I know what's best for this woman. Like, I think, yeah, I yeah. I am doing what she wants me to do, whether she knows it or not. And the fact that it's now wrapped up in this romance yeah. thing, it's just so weird. I hated it yeah. a lot. So bummer. That's a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer. <laughs> like, it, I don't know. It just would have been it would have been so much more interesting and satisfying for him to just be like, all of my life I have, you know, served you. But in that time, I've also come to regard you as like my only friend. And so like, yeah. you know, that like it, 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 I think what's weird about it to me, too. I know we're harping on it a really long time, but like I know. Yeah, <laughs> there are I feel like in a lot of the A supports between, you know, uh, NPCs, there is an undercurrent of potential romance like a lot of Mm -hmm, them mm -hmm. it become it gets like hinted at where it's like oh are you doing this because you have feelings for me and uh, you know the other person was like no I you know I'm doing it because like I care about you and respect you and whatever Mm -hmm. and you know like the game is like trying to plant the seed of like okay these two could end up in a romantic relationship but it's not there yet so to have it like the romance just like shoehorned into this one is so yeah bizarre. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I think uh, you're, you're you're so right that it would have been better if it's like you know you're you have been my only friend growing up because my mm-hmm. whole life is revolved literally revolved around you and it's uh, it would have felt like a she, moment of vulnerability from him right that that you never otherwise see of like him just being like I just genuinely care about you yeah. But maybe I mean, even even if he had admitted these romantic feelings for her, for her, I think this scene could have been better served with her being like, what? No. What are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. because, like oh, because, how surprising. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, he 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 like, no, <laughs> you you have she she has commented on it in the past that like he is doing he's doing too much to serve her mm-hmm. like he. Ah. Uh, and it just seems like we've just thrown all of this development out the window because like, he he, yeah. maybe they kiss like, come on. Yeah, it's sort of a disservice <sighs> to both characters. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It makes me sad. Yeah. Wow. <sighs> so that was 
a long, a long time to talk about that one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, <laughs> we, got, anyway, we got really passionate about that. <laughs> we really did. It's just, it's upsetting. And it's like, I think yeah. it's because we know that there's no more after that. They don't have an S. So like, that's it. That's oh, all. They their don't. I didn't know that. No, they don't. That's all their supports. That's it. That's the end of the line. Oh, wait, no, we did know that. Yeah, you're right. Cause that's, yeah. Yeah. They all ended A. Um, I thought it meant like they can't end up romantically together. Oh, no, I imagine they probably could. I imagine that's yeah, probably, probably the probably easiest could. one to do. God, yeah. Wild. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like, that's it. Like, that's. Yeah. That's it. There's no whatever. more. There's, we're never going to get any more on it, which is upsetting because mm-hmm. I feel like there could there's there is a there could be a really good follow up conversation there. Yeah. But this is it. And that's. The yeah. End of it it almost feels like that should have been the B support. And yeah. then the A is the like resolution. I don't know, whatever. The A is like thinking about like, oh, actually, you've been my servant for 20 years. So maybe this yeah. is kind of weird. Maybe we should kind of talk about this. <laughs> like anything, anything. But just not do you have you never cease to surprise me. He he he. The end. Like uh, we should yeah. move on because we I think I feel like we could just keep rehashing that over and over again. Uh, OK, so my my last category was bilis A supports. Uh, with all of the kids that are finally unlocked here. And basically all of them are a kid learning a lesson about themselves or their lives and thanking Byleth for helping them. And I, uh, I, again, I don't want to get into everyone in detail. I do think that it's interesting that like none of these involve Byleth like actually solving a problem for anyone. It's always just you know, like the kid coming to a revelation about like how they could solve the problem themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like kind of fascinating and and cool, frankly. So, you know, just as an example with Ingrid, she's still torn about like being a knight or should she, you know, get married to like yeah. help her father or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, he sacrificed a lot for her. It, this is why Ingrid likes food is because her father went hungry sometimes so that she could eat like, you know, and find food oh, and like my goodness yeah oh. yeah very sweet but basically it's you know it, it's not byleth and ingrid sitting down and making the decision it's just byleth being like hey have you thought about like you know first of all ingrid reveals like she hasn't even ever told her father that she wants to be a knight so he doesn't even know oh. um so by is like you know is there some way that like you could have both of these things at once, which sounds mm. like a very, it is a very like simple solution. But um, I just, I appreciate that. Like, that's, that's it. That's the end. It's just Ingrid being like, wow, thank you for like, I hadn't thought about it that way, which is kind of silly, but like, I, I appreciate that. It's not like all of Ingrid's problems are solved now. Thanks <laughs> professor. It's just, yeah. it's, it's a, it feels like a more realistic approach to like, this is how you can have an influence on, on the life of someone that you care about. It's not by like, solving all their problems for them. It's just helping them see things in a different way. Um, and like, you know, letting them take that knowledge where, where they will. I thought mm-hmm. it was like, I, I don't know. I really liked the way that was handled for whatever reason. Yeah, no, I think that's nice. Yeah. And now there are a few that I specifically wanted to talk about. So, uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, Felix and Byleth. They're training together finally for the first time ever. He has won like a scrimmage between the two of them, I guess. Ooh. And he he says, you know, it's when we spar, I feel like I'm revisiting my past. It's it's kind of like training with Glenn. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and it's the third Glenn drop this episode. I know there's so much Glenn <laughs> in this episode. And I, I got to tell you, the Glenn is the Glenn factor is just rising <laughs> uh, in chapter 16, I think, because Rodrigue's here now. So 
uh, he explains, you know, I I could never beat Glenn in in a battle, and all I ever wanted was to like train hard enough to to be able to beat him. And then he passed away, and mm. you know, Felix is never going to get that chance again. And Felix says oh. again, I he's written so beautifully. Mm. Um, he says, I spent all these years training for a duel with a corpse, which is just heartbreaking. <sighs> Yeah. Um, But he says, you know, like I I've come to peace with the fact that like I'm never going to be able to spar with him. But now I have a new you know, I have a new opponent to measure myself against. And it's you, Byleth, because like he he won this time, but he it was not like a decisive victory. So he's like, I'm going to keep I'm going to (laughs) keep training. And he he references back to an earlier conversation uh, in a previous support where Byleth had asked him, you know, why are you? why are you training so hard? Like, what, it, what is all this for? Um, and he says, thank you for, for helping me answer that question for myself, which I think is really nice. Wow. Um, yeah. <sighs> I'm deciding if I want to talk about Sylvain's. I would I love I to hear about Sylvain's. Yeah. If that's any, yeah. It's the reason why I'm deciding is like, it's not actually that satisfying. Like mm. there's not, there is not actually much resolution. Um, so in their previous supports, Sylvain had told Byleth that he resented her because she had a crest without all of the baggage that comes with having a crest usually. Okay. Um, yeah. Chill out. Uh, and so, you know, he just sort of talks about like, it's kind of a retread of like, you know, there were all of these expectations and if I could have like run away, I would have, um, mm-hmm. and you know, not had to deal with all of that. And, you know, talks about his brother and how his brother always really treated him poorly because his brother resented the fact that Sylvain was the golden child, um, mm-hmm. for, for having had a crest. And finally we circle back to his womanizing. Good. And, and Bylas is like, so, you know, the way that you feel about women, like what, what's with that? And he says, <laughs> You know, my my feelings towards uh, maybe I should look up the exact yeah. phrasing of it because it's very strange. Um, sure. So there are there are two dialogue choices here. The one that I picked was so what you really feel toward women is dot 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 very oddly phrased. And so is the response. He says the women who just want to use me to become a noble hatred's probably the right word, <laughs> though, in the end, that's just an easy answer. I don't even know how I truly feel about it all. And that's it? That's it. Uh, oh. I mean, he like the that's not the end of the support. He just goes, oh. anyway, it was unreasonable of me to resent you. Uh, you know, oh, sorry oh. about that. And I want to thank you, whatever. But that's it about <laughs> that subject. Um, a completely meaningless sentence. Absolutely no accountability. Absolutely right. no, like, I've realized, like, I can't treat people this way just because I was treated poorly. <sighs> sucks. Yeah. It's it sucks as a res, as that as a resolution of something so shitty like yeah yeah that's why I, I was want, like I don't even know if I want to talk about it because it's not actually anything interesting no but I mean I think it's I think it's good in comparison to the the Hubert Edelgard scene where it's just another unsatisfying ending to a, a yeah a, an arc but I'm curious if his s is deals any more with it or if it is just a purely romantic thing. That is a good question. I have to imagine that it is addressed. I just don't know if it would be addressed appropriately. Uh, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. There's no way I do an S support <laughs> with Sylvain. Um, yeah. But I, I, I probably will look it up um, yeah. at the end. And then uh, to bring us back to a more wholesome place. Uh, I have a couple more. Uh, Ash and Byleth, a support. Mm-hmm. He 
tells you that, oh, back now that we're back at the monastery, I ran into uh, that thief I met all those years ago. Turns out that guy really did have a kid. Kid was really sick. And, uh, you know, they were really grateful for Ash's help. Um, and and, and he, you thought he, said, he was being lied to. I know. Um, didn't we all? <laughs> but but he says, you know, they're the thing is, they're still struggling. You know, I I wasn't able to just like solve all their problems. But where where he comes around to is he says, and I, I quoted this exactly because it's so good. I know I can't help very many people right now, but I think doing what I can for those I see in front of me is still worthwhile. Nice, nice, nice. Best boy. Sweet, Best sweet, sweet boy. Life. And then finally, uh, Raphael and Byleth. Raphael uh, tells Byleth that he thinks she's been working too hard, doesn't want her to wear herself out. He's like, you know, sometimes I worry that people are like taking advantage of you. Hmm. And Byleth is basically like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I do a lot. I work hard, but I do it for everyone's sake. Like I do it because I, I want to help them and support them. And he says, you know, that's really noble of you. You're clearly like doing it for the right reasons. Uh, and he says, I'm going to try and do my best, but now I'm going to do it for you. My little sister is important to me, but so are you. Aww. And he says, I always work hard for the people who matter to me. <laughs> Having more of them in my life just means I got to work even harder. Oh, what a sweet guy. God among men. <laughs> I love him. Men. God among men. God among men. Uh <sighs> And that's going to be it for me. I know that was so yeah. much. Um, There's a lot. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's all good stuff. Yeah. And I think the next the remaining episodes, I think, will go a lot faster because I now those are all out of the way. And yeah, say, we're locked out of, of a lot of these stories. Yeah. 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 For, yeah. Um, oh, good. Wow. Good video game. Good video game. <laughs> uh, should we move on to our War Children of the... Oh, wait, no. S- rankings first. Oh, my gosh. The rankings. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, golly gee. Indeed. Okay. Rankings. It's time to rank the kids. I'm already faced with a difficult... <laughs> yeah how are you feeling about your boy dimitri it's so it's so hard because like he's going through it in the most major way uh-huh but he's also being a real piece of shit mm-hmm. um i think i'm just gonna bump him to an a here's the thing here's the thing <laughs> okay he claims to be haunted by the dead yep. including to do i don't know if i mentioned that in this one but i there is at one point he's like, I'm haunted by, you know, Glenn and by my parents and by Dudu. Um, Dudu fucking gave his life for you. Yeah. And you're wasting it. Yeah. Using it as an excuse. Yeah. This is not why he did that for you. It, uh-huh. Like you were supposed to like become the king, take your rightful place or whatever. <laughs> fucking restore Dusker to what it was. And you, all you want to do is just kill Edelgard. Yeah. Fuck you, my guy. Like, mm-hmm. I ugh, makes me so mad. I, I have so much righteous indignation for to do in his memory. <laughs> um, and so I'm I'm bumping I'm bumping Dimitri to an A. I wanted it to be a B, but I'm giving him the benefit of one extra. He was an S. I want to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm only bumping him one because obviously like. 
much of this is tied up in the fact that he is very mentally unwell. Um, but yeah, I, oh God, I shape up. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, Felix goes back to an S. I adore his supports uh, mm-hmm. with basically everyone. Uh, this go around him and Ingrid. Fantastic. Sylvain's going back down to a C. Uh yeah. A very momentary surge from him, and uh, he immediately Squandered. squandered it. Yeah, Mercy, I'm not going to bump down for being so preoccupied with Rhea. Um, I appreciate, I will say, I now have more of an interest in finding Rhea because yeah. of how she is tied to my story. But sure. um, um, Annette stays at an S. Ingrid, S tier. She's been a queen lately. By the way, post time skip, Ingrid looks so fucking good. Really? Like, yeah. Cool. Take a look. I I think she's got like her hair is like braided and it looks sick. And she has the, just like the coolest armor. It's like silver and like this cool green. She Whoa. looks incredible. She's crushing it. Adore her. Wow. Um. So those are my my blue lions rankings. Surprised at the number of changes, actually, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm Felix is still an S for me, and the rest I have not seen, so mm-hmm. <laughs> we move on. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Golden Deer. Um, I haven't seen any of them, so they are gonna stay the same, but I just want to mm-hmm. say, Claude, happy trails. Uh, till we meet again, <laughs> yes, <laughs> have a great yeah. trip. Have fun. See you around. Um, I have a feeling, obviously, I'm going to meet Claude at some point in my yeah, in my I'm, run. And I'm um, soon, I, I would suspect. Um, and I, I'm excited to see him again. <laughs> I'm really curious the circumstances under which you meet. Like, I have a feeling it's going to be in this battle that he's going to be like an ally. You think he's going to be an ally? In, okay. in my chapter 16 battles, my guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, I mean, he's staying an S for me. He's He looks great. <laughs> he's doing great. <laughs> Hilda, so sorry, my sweet. Um, Leonie, I already am so sorry. <laughs> uh, actually, Lysithia is actually in my house. Uh, remains an S, just still great character. Uh, great mm-hmm. story. Very, very sad. Uh, the Black Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'll leave Edelgard at a D for now. <laughs> um I don't know why this has happened to me, but I've got I've done such a 180 on Ferdinand in Mm. part because of like what I've learned from your chapter. And in part, maybe because he looks so good with long hair and maybe also just in part because like in my run, there was a world where I recruited him. And so I I'm like, damn, what could have been? Yeah. But I'm going to bump him from a C to an A. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Otherwise, everybody's staying the same. Bernadette is in my house, but she's already an S. Uh, oh, mm, I'm sorry. I'm bumping Hubert to a D. Yeah. Because of all that bullshit. We don't yeah. have to get into it again. You heard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, okay. My Black Eagle ratings. I'm going to save Edelgard for now. I think I am going to bump Ferdinand to an S. I think Ferdinand has fully redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. He's had a full arc as a character dealing with his, I mean, he's still kind of a shitty noble and, and you know, his, his crit uh, thing is like, it's the noble way, but you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. I've also something that I, that I keyed into um, the, the last week uh, is that he does not use contractions ever. 
Oh, he only he only speaks in in full, uh, not full sentences, <laughs> but like he he only keeps the words separate. Yeah, um, which I think is a very funny, which is a a, a really good choice uh, from yeah. like a, a character perspective of like him being taught proper grammar right, and stuff and like i will only speak in the proper way uh really yeah. good stuff um i think his scene with dorothea is incredible uh that arc is really good yeah uh, it's fun like i wish more characters went through such a significant like growth yeah you know yeah. so many of them are just like i'm this way i'm still <laughs> this way but a little bit different you know like uh like yeah. characters like him like bernadetta yeah yeah. Like a real significant change. And I think that's fun. Yeah. I wish more characters had it. Yeah. Um, I totally agree. And, and I, yeah, him and Bernadetta and, uh, uh, anybody else in the black Eagles? Not really actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, well, even Caspar the lions, yeah. nobody really changes. I mean, Felix sort of admits that he cares, but not really. <laughs> Linhart, I'm going to keep a B. He is still Hanneman. Nothing much really happened with him. I have a couple of his supports in the bag. Uh, Actually, he had a support with Bernie that was just really dumb. uh, And he had a support with Edelgard where he was just trying to like be tired. So it's still a B. (sighs) Didn't really do much Mm -hmm. of anything. Uh, Kaspar, actually Kaspar bumping to an S for that fucking sick triple dodge in this battle absolutely blew my mind my boy my boy caspar uh (laughs) most uh dexterous fucking fortress knight able to roll out of the way of a wyvern four times in a row um dorothea s petra s bernadetta s hubert Mm. hubert 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 i'm sorry my boy the vibes are no longer enough Mm-hmm. The vibes are no longer enough to keep you an S. I think I am going to have to bump Hubert. I think I'm going to have to bump Hubert down to a D. Whoa. I, I know. Fucking. That is the biggest jump we've ever rocketing, had. Rocketing toward Earth. From an S to a D. From an S to a D. The, the Ferdinand. But he earned it. He earned it. He earned it. The Ferdinand scene was too much for me. The Edelgard scene was obviously too much for me. You just don't always know what's best, my dude, especially when you are, are talking about somebody that you're uh, romantically interested in. Uh, yeah. You know, can can cloud your judgment. I, I can no longer trust you as an advisor uh, now that your personal romantic feelings that you've, you've admitted that you're in love with the person you're supposed to be looking out for in a, in a political yeah. capacity, uh, a very clear conflict of, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it's, it's, mm. it's rough stuff. Um, it's real and rough. I, d- and oh, man, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to keep trying to set him up with Bernadetta. I I know, <gasps> I know they've already, yeah, you had- know, she deserves better. She deserves better. She does. She 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 really does. No, um, I'm like, damn, who are you gonna set her up with? I have no idea. I have Ooh, no idea. Well, what about uh, Ferdinand? What about for because if you're trying to because I like I said, I I was sort of into the Dorothea <sighs> Ferdinand idea, but if Dorothea and Petra are gonna be a thing, which I fucking love, don't change a thing. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know if they have any particular chemistry. They're, I, don't I just know, like them both. <laughs> I don't know if I had, I might I might have had their C. I don't know that. Wow. Let me see, oh. let me just quick. You're gonna have some some work to do. Let me quick take a gander to see, to see. 
Uh, another fine day alone in my room. Uh, this is, yeah, sorry. It's <laughs> very good. Yes, I, I definitely had this one because he says, do you not realize life is passing you by? And she fucking chews him out. He's like, just because I'm not spending my life doing things does not mean that I'm, uh, you know, fucking sad. Like, I'm just I like to be alone. Is that so hard to imagine? Oh, it's a really good scene. Um, yeah. So, yeah, maybe I maybe I will try and get that get that up this month just to see worth looking into see. yeah it's it's definitely it's it's definitely on my radar and i'm gonna try and get dorothy i, I think dorothy and petra's a is is bound to happen mm-hmm. so then I, I will decide then once i've seen the a's yeah i'll let's decide see. who 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 deserves each other very but invested yeah hubert hubert unfortunately does not deserve anyone <laughs> um <laughs> it, this popped into my head a bit ago and i'm i was reticent to say it but i think i'm gonna say it hubert really out here giving me incel vibes um <gasps> Like, oh shit, you're if, right. If Edelgard were to turn him down, he'd be like, Why are all women so mean to me? Yeah. I'm just uh, the nice guy doing what's best for them, whether they know it or not. You know? Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. But anyway. That's the thing. Like, if he like, if not her, it just feels gross to set him up with anyone else because it's like they're just second best, you know? Yeah. 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 It's weird. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, I wonder if I'd feel different if I got his if I got his a before Bernie's. Yeah, I don't know, because then maybe I would have just stopped pursuing it. Like, okay, well, he's in love with this woman. So, yeah. Anyway, we should stop talking about it. I think. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to start an entire second podcast. Yeah, that's just about Hubert. Yeah. (laughs) Um. All right. Uh, I I the only. Okay. I don't have any changes for faculty because most of them aren't here. Um, mm-hmm. Sedeth would go to S plus if he could. Rodrig. Yes. I am digging the vibes on Rodrig. He's okay. I'm bumping him up from a D to a B. Okay. I learned a little bit more about him at the beginning of chapter 16, which we'll talk about then. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see more Rodrig. Gilbert, yeah. on the other hand. <laughs> Rotten. Can't fucking stand this man. Oh my God. I didn't talk about Annette and Gilbert. You didn't. You said that was a whole section I, and you didn't. I, it was a whole section that I fucking forgot about. OK, here's here's the deal. I'll do it very quickly. Gilbert's whole thing is after the tragedy of Dusker, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, my God, I let that happen. And I wasn't I think like he wasn't there or something. And he was like, oh, my God, that happened. And I couldn't stop it. And I felt I felt like a failure as a knight. Um, so I couldn't face anyone. And so I abandoned my family. And my, you know, territory and whatever, and just left. Mm-hmm. And and like now his whole thing is, well, I can't apologize. I can't like go apologize to my wife. He apologizes to Annette after, mind you, first pretending that he didn't right. know. He was like, you're, I don't, I don't know what's, yeah. what's going on. She's like, dad, like, I know it's you. Um, oh, and he's up. like, I can't, like, I can't face you and your mother. Um, and she's like, can you? fucking apologize at least and he's like okay i'm i apologize to you i can't i can't face your mother i'm like too whatever he's just all he does is like feel sorry for himself for having fucked up and he's like well i can't go apologize because i fucked up and it's like but the way you fix the fuck up is the apology right like all he wants to do is just like like mope about it basically Mm -hmm. i'm like 
I can't fucking stand you. Like mm-hmm. That sucks. <laughs> face up to your problems. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But like right now, your wife is hanging out, by the way, with his brother back in their territory. I had their paralogue. We go and get their hero's relic, basically. Oh, cool. Yeah, we had to fight Gilbert's brother. Gilbert's brother um, had to put up a fight against us so it wouldn't look like he colluded with us. But at the end, he's like, okay, great. Take the hero's relic. I'll protect your mom, Annette. Uh, you guys get out of here. <laughs> I like that guy better than I like Gilbert. Sure. Gilbert gets an F. I have failed Gilbert. Gilbert yes. has failed us all. Mm-hmm. The end. Sorry. No, that's good. I just had to get that off my chest. I, rotten, I can't believe Gilbert. I forgot about it. Um, do we ever, do, do we get his real name? Gustav. Gustav. Better name mm-hmm. than Gilbert. But. Yeah, I don't know why we're still calling him Gilbert when we all know him as Gustav. Like literally everybody in this room who has known him their entire lives as Gustav, we're still yeah. calling him Gilbert. yeah. Interesting. Does he explain the name change? Because like, you're still the same guy. I don't know. I guess to, uh, because he was so ashamed, he couldn't face anyone. He had to assume a new identity. I don't know. Fucking sucks. Fuck off. Uh, A a, a little teaser for for my next battle is I am, uh, I believe, going to fight Rodrigue. Oh, damn. I thought you were going to say Gilbert. I was like, yeah, kill him. No, sorry. I I do think (sighs) I'm going to have to have Felix kill his dad. (laughs) Um, oh, AJ. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just, I need the dialogue. I need oh. the dialogue. This, I don't know. This affects me so much. I'm sorry. And maybe, I, I, hey, that's maybe actually, I can, it's very, maybe I can, sorry, go ahead. Maybe I can spare him because Felix is in my house and Felix would be like, please don't make me kill my dad. I hope so. <sighs> yeah. I think that's going to be fun that I'm, I'm sort of getting to spend more time with Rodrigue <laughs> yeah. and I'll probably try and get my support level up with him so we can learn yeah. more about him and I can make you feel bad about killing him. Yeah. I, I, I do feel bad. Trust me. Um, it's not yeah. fun. It's not fun to kill these kids. If I could spare them all, I would. I want to preview. Yes. Um, Rodrigue tells me at the very beginning of chapter 16, after Glenn died, he's, he's like, I said something terrible to Felix and he's hated me ever since. <gasps> Oh fuck! Then maybe Felix so, will want to kill his dad. Shit. Yeah, it's po- it's possible that like that hatred runs that deep. Fuck. So hopefully, hopefully next episode we can tell you all what that is. Yeah. I mean, you, if you're listening to this, you probably already know. But yeah, um, Felix did. I mean, Felix did tell me uh, that he's become like the Boar King. He's done so much killing. He's just doing it now because yeah. it's what he does. So shit, man. Woof. Oof. Woof. And and just really quick, I I have a really quick as we say we're over two and a half hours into this podcast. Yeah, whoops. I I also have gotten Ferdinand and Bernadette's B support, so I, it won't be that hard to get them up to A. I don't nice. So, okay, great. Anyway, um, that'll oh god, fuck no, it's fucking War Child of the War Week. War Child of the Week. Oh okay, AJ, god. I I owe you an apology. <gasps> I understand now why you wanted like the Death Knight to be your war child of the week because you are like these allies you are like getting to know them more and they feel like your children basically (laughs) like the same not like literally like your children but it's like the same kind of relationship uh, that you're building with them that you were building with your students (laughs) so i want to apologize thank you because i would like my war child of the week if you will allow it to be sedith yeah i mean yes i will absolutely and i love that excellent he's great yeah I think my war child of the week, I don't think this is a surprise. It's our newly minted S, Ferdinand. Uh, he's earned it. Congrats, Ferdinand. Truly, he's earned he it. He has he's, earned it. He's done some growing. He's done a lot of self-reflection. He's, he's you know, he's done a lot. Uh, and Can I'm, you imagine I'm proud of him. if we, yeah, if we told uh, yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> Kim and AJ Us a few months one. ago yeah. at the beginning of this podcast uh-huh. that uh, Hubert would end up at a D and mm. Ferdinand at an S. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. But uh, oh, mean, how times change. How times change. And I guess uh, Hubert being a D is less of a, a personal thing like less of a Hubert being shitty thing and more of like a, the game kind of really did Hubert dirty, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, it did. But it's neither here nor there because that is, that is a fact. That is what it is. And you're going to have to deal with it. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have issues with that, you can email us asyncpod <laughs> at gmail.com or you can tweet us at asyncpod, uh, or you can leave us a five-star review with a nasty message. Uh, if you'd like to do that on we'll Apple accept Podcasts. It. Eventually, yeah. Spotify is, is going to start rolling out a, a, a test of a rating system. Um, oh, wow. So keep an eye out for that if you're listening on Spotify. I don't know how or when it'll show up, um, but Spotify has been introducing a whole lot of new features with their podcasting stuff, um, but they still won't sort it in a way that's pleasant. Anyway, <laughs> that is going to do it for us here this week, I do believe. Yes, my parting words to you all. Yes. You may not be able to help everyone right now, but doing what you can for those you see in front of you is still worthwhile. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.